podcast. This is the first one, and uh, I'd just like to introduce us all. We've got Heath Heater Dixon, the turtle of our crew. Hello. Luke Crash Laurie, our Vincent Chase. Yeah. Jay, Jay Leon, the E of our bunch. Yo, what, what's with the E? And me, Joe, Joby Gilroy, the Ari Gold. We're probably Johnny Drama. And nice. it's, it's, it's Entourage. Entourage. Yeah, I, I like your names. They, they work out well. I don't get it. They're good. You wouldn't Heath Heater Dixon. It's a show about guys. I know where the show is. It's not Sex in the City, so we're not like Miranda or Carrie. That is such a Samantha thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) We have hit our one-year anniversary. One year! year. Oh, we're cheersing beers. And also introducing (laughs) the new official fifth member of the Game Arena podcast. It's Junglist. Yeah! Nobody saw that coming. Um, and then a little kid came up and asked me for my autograph <laughs> and didn't appear to ask anyone else. Huh. And so, uh, I think his name was Jason. Jason, you shouldn't be listening to this show, dude. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Yati. Hello. We do have a question for you about the bar. Bar related, actually. Oh, well, that's uh, useful because that's where we are. Can you give us a heads up? You're doing trivia nights. We wanted to know if you could give us a, our listeners a heads up on a question you might ask so that they can listen to the podcast and then come down and cheat. Okay, okay. Here's my best question for Tuesday night. Rearrange the following words into a well-known phrase or saying. Way fucking no. <laughs> Hey, I've got three monitors. I don't know how that helps, but if Swordfish taught me anything, it will help everything. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Have you guys seen it? Do you remember that montage? The hacking montage where he's got, like, the 12-screen monitor? Oh, yeah. And instead of showing him actually doing anything, they just show him reacting to assumedly <laughs> hacking. Like, he just spins around on his seat and he claps and he's, like, drinking Red Bull or some shit. It's fucking Slapping amazing. himself. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah! <laughs> how is that not a meme? Is that a meme? I'm gonna look it up. This is a gap episode. Episode 200. It's our 300th episode. This is the Gap episode 400. Uh, I'm Luke And that's Job Gilroy. How you going, Job? I'm fucking seedy. I'm hungover. Hello to everyone. This is the Gap live from PAX. Cool. Cool. Thank you. everyone today is thursday the 23rd of january 2020 this is gap episode number 500 my name is luke laurie job gore is here that's your 500th birthday 500. you got the streamers and the um yeah all the Five. decorations going in the background i can see 500th birthday sounds like a fucking nightmare like could you imagine <laughs> being alive for does. 500 fucking years yeah Ugh. are you just in like a a, like a jar at that stage yeah yeah you like just like a floating head out of futurama yep yeah that's that's basically it i live in a gefilte fish jar um yeah that would that would be awful so luckily it's not my 500th birthday but it is the 500th episode of the podcast which i think means that's 500 times i've thought about ending the podcast so that's cool yeah i've thought <laughs> wow this is gonna be our last podcast that one was awful 
We're never doing this again. Uh, but 499 episodes. People keep on listening. We just keep fucking doing it. I, I don't even know at this point if people are listening. I, we just keep doing it regardless. Uh, but um, yeah. No, 500 episodes. It's pretty cool. That's, a, that's an achievement. That's... That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of. Fun. There have been a lot of podcasts out there that have <laughs> that have uh, started and then like just haven't even tried. Yeah, like haven't haven't even come close. We are honestly five hundred podcasts, and even beyond the the episode number, we're like yeah. one of the longest running podcasts just out there. I'm, I'd say in in the in world. The world. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. like there are. F- we we started when podcasting was very new <laughs> i mean uh before streaming was a thing yeah imagine if we'd done streaming huge instead. these days now look well, that would have been a mistake fucking imagine how rich we'd be now <laughs> we were streaming at one stage on like it wasn't justin tv what was before um it was before twitch right well we did do our live stream we did live stream episodes uh Hmm. Uh, the Borderlands 24-hour marathon before anyone was doing anything like that. But we did do episode 210. Right. I, I did some research for this episode. You did some research. This is the most research Job has ever done for a podcast. 100%. <laughs> uh, episode 210, we debuted versus mode. Um, right. Where uh, we played games uh while we while podcasting. while podcasting on twitch and we streamed the it whole thing on twitch. it lasted eight episodes <laughs> uh over those eight episodes we quickly learned that i cannot play a game and talk at the same time or i can't talk to other people at the same time i can play a game and talk to myself um but if anyone interrupts me i'm not able to con- concentrate on the game and what they're talking about so uh yeah it was uh it was pretty awful uh for a mm conversational podcast but yeah so uh yeah we were streaming on twitch for a little bit um it was like i don't think it was that bad an idea we did a i i remember the ones where we did golf because we transitioned to like a connect golf game about like four episodes into doing like titanfall and stuff where and and like Mm. fighting games where nobody was able to fucking concentrate because we were all way too competitive um, but the golf game, you were able to just sort of take it at your own pace and it sort of worked out kind of good. It was just, I don't know, golf, I don't think golf is as exciting as it could be. I, we could have turned it like into a mad drinking game and I think we did a couple of times, but like it just, <laughs> yeah, golf isn't an exciting game for Twitch and uh, it didn't really work for the audio based podcast that was really our primary focus so uh we mm. abandoned it after eight episodes um yeah so that was pretty good um what else we got uh, i got some other milestones here should we go through 500 episodes right now uh we'll start at one and then just work through the highlights of each episode um and then i'll play clips i've actually got clips lined up for each holy episode. shit you did stuff too okay yeah well no i i, I don't actually have clips for each episode i went fun. i went through a bunch yep. And was like, this is way too much effort. Uh, yeah. It would <laughs> then, like there were people that <clears throat> we'll go through them maybe later on, but we had people suggesting like sort of their favorite moments yep. through the last couple of, um, I don't know, 500 episodes we've done. Uh, and 
yeah, so I, I kind of went through and tried to find some of those and uh, it's it can be a lot harder than we, you think, especially when you don't know things like timestamps and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I, I did find a bunch of them. Um, uh, I got a couple of like uh, of the pranks in there, the good pranks, oh, yeah. um, which were good. So the first time like we changed your wallpaper over a period of like a year. Yes. Um, that was pretty good. The I think someone suggested that one as well. Episode one. The other one was the one year prank. <laughs> yeah. The other one was the um, the baby Jesus photo that you found. Oh, yeah. uh, I've got that one in which there. Which I believe is still and sitting behind me. Yeah, yeah, and then a, just a bunch of other sort of highlights and and that sort of stuff. Um, I tried to find things like the uh, Left for Dead podcast, but I think we. I think I'm missing that one. It was it was super early on, um, and I don't know where that was. So that's the one where you and I went to a um, a preview event for Left 4 Dead Two, um, where Gabe Newell and Eric Johnson, Eric Johnson from Valve, were out here showcasing the game. Yeah, so I tried to find some of that sort of stuff, and um, couldn't do it. I just I just uh, didn't know where. It was at all. Yeah. Like I had a rough release date, like a, a rough date of when that happened. Yep. Um, but I didn't have the episode. So I think it was around about, I'm just making noises for people at home. Um, yep. Somewhere around 10 to 15. And I don't think I've got that one. So right. oh. um, just trying to see here. Yeah, it's it's got to be around there somewhere. Uh, because I'm missing 5 to 10, episode 5 to 10. I don't know where they are. So it's got to be around that period. I knew, and that's basically like the October period of like where I can track down the date of when we went and saw that game in 2009. Yeah. Um, Great. So I couldn't find it. I know we mentioned it like him a couple of times, but that would take some effort <laughs> to that, find that, that. Yeah, it's probably yeah. not. Um, anyway, so I've actually got one from from I'm missing like five to ten, and I've got ten to fifty one, and then um, I talked a couple of weeks ago how I was missing a couple, and I did manage to find a few of them, mm. um, but there's still a good chunk that we're we're missing. Um, I think is at one stage I had an issue with my hard drive, and and um, I recovered a bunch of them, but there was just stuff that was just corrupted. Yeah, I lost. And by that stage, well. Game Arena had yep, deleted all had uh, disappeared. Yeah, and so um, I managed to grab some stuff off, off Oz Gamers as well. Yep. Um, and then all of that stuff, I, I've backed it all up. So it's all up on our um, our website now. So if something does happen to my PC ever again, it's it's somewhere. Nice. <laughs> so we got them. But yeah, that was interesting, like going through a bunch of those old episodes and listening to that. Like that first episode, mm. the quality of it is all over the place. Oh, like Because yeah. we were using rock band mics Sings as mics well as... And rock band mics. Yeah, and you can hear you can actually hear the quality difference between uh, other people that are talking. Like, I think it was Heath that sounds immaculate. Oh, really? <laughs> and then you sound like you're in a tin can, nice. <laughs> and you're the one doing all the talking. So, um, cool. Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, quality issues very early on, where it just it was all over the place when we're using you know rock band and sing style mics yeah. at the same time, and. Uh, 
noisy desks and then having to jimmy together like a MacGyver solution for pop filters and microphone stands and like your you you came up with that one uh, which is pretty interesting not bad eh? but it worked it works it works uh yeah yeah um yeah that was back in that was back before that was fucking garage shit nobody was doing any of this shit we were just fucking making it up as we went along uh and then refusing to change when people did it vastly in vastly superior ways um yeah but uh here we are 200 no 500 episodes later we did do we did a big big episode at a pub on episode 200 uh with a all-star cast uh of the who's who of people from the australian games media uh, yeah, who who was there? We we had game developers there as well. I remember. Oh yeah, I think we did people from Team Bondi and stuff. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Team Bondi. I, I didn't list it. I didn't do. I just remember that was two episode two hundred. Uh, Tim uh, Tim Stobo was I, there. He he's uh, he's he's over at uh, he worked on Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yog Yog made an appearance. Yes, we made him tell us about <laughs> packs. I think. If I recall correctly, he just started working with packs. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we've had some good times. Uh, we've had some long podcasts. We've had some drunk times. Uh, and yeah, overall, uh, happy to hit 500. There was a podcast that I was getting um, uh, some clips from. I don't remember which one it was, but it was an hour and 10 minutes long. Pathetic. That is, I was like, what? What happened on That's this awful. one? That is awful. Like Did we a, have a guest who didn't want to stay for ages or something? I don't even remember which one it was. I've had a lot of guests. Um, I just, we used to be a five-person, at one point we were a five-person podcast. We were started as a, started as a two-person, I think. Uh, yeah, it was you and Heath, right? Uh, me and Jay, I think, was the first one. And then me oh, and Heath okay. was the second one. And then you came in into the third. Uh, and... Uh, which was uh, the first? Hey, it, 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 yeah, the 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 first two never actually went up. Did we never fucking publish them. You you yeah, because you were like that one is terrible. I, well, the one <laughs> with really me and Jay bad. was awful, and I wouldn't be surprised if the one with me and Heath was awful as well. But yeah, it used to be yeah. Jay Leong, uh, Heath Dixon, uh, you obviously me and Jeremy Junglist Ray, uh, who I insisted on writing his the jungles part in every single fucking description just to piss him off uh and i believe it worked um but yeah over the over the course of the podcast we've uh whittled it down to just you and me uh heath was the first to bail episode 282 yeah he moved back to queensland and we weren't doing the skype thing we were still doing the live thing so uh yeah um he yeah didn't show up again. Uh, I believe no one wanted to hear him race anyway. We just right? didn't want to hear him talking about fucking racing games. Um, episode two ninety two. So ten episodes later, we lost Jay. Uh, it was unceremonious. He just didn't have time for it anymore. Uh, he had a lot going on uh, and couldn't couldn't do the podcast. Uh, if we'd moved to the I don't know the fucking web thing a little bit earlier. Maybe we could have kept him on uh, a bit more regularly. We also could have kept Heath on, but I don't think Heath. I don't know. Heath literally plays racing games, like has scheduled time to play iRacing, 
I just I would fucking mm. end myself if I had to hear about him playing iRacing every week. I just couldn't do it. Uh, we banned you from talking about Dota. We would have banned him from talking about racing games. And all the the only other game he plays is fucking PUBG. Uh, the, like, we were playing... I jumped on to play some PUBG when they were fucking wrapping up the season pass. And him and um, LJM were playing, uh, playing together. And they were, like, trying to knock out the, the last challenges of the season pass. And mm. I looked at my season pass effort and I'd made it to level 19. Uh, and we just play, we play, even, we even play PUBG while in wildly different ways. Like, I'm not chasing any of that sh- shit. I'm just fucking. I just don't think any of it's any good. The PUBG stuff is just, it looks bad. Yeah, it do- I, I feel don't like think it looks very good. But, like, at the same time, I, I think it's awesome that mm. we've got something that. Like gives them something to chase, like to play for, you know. Like they're, sure. they're actually incentivized to continue to to grind out or try different things, you know. Like the they were specifically, I think they were both trying to get like pistol kills. Uh, was it pistol or like some? Oh uh, no, it was that fucking PP, the PP nineteen bison. No, trying to fucking get bison kills. I think it was. And uh, I'm like, this, what, why? Just, why? Because, yeah, my only goal is a chicken dinner. Uh, and I'll get it through any means. Camping, camping, mostly camping. Uh, but, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and get pee-pee kills. I'm like, fucking, this is going to really impact my chicken dinner chances. Uh, but, like, at the same time, yeah, they're abs- I would never, I don't fucking pick up the pee-pee. I will fucking run around and, and just whine about not having found a weapon. If I see a fucking mm. pee on the ground, I'll be like, no, I haven't found a gun yet. Because I fucking hate that thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're trying out new things. I'm sure they learned, you know, that maybe isn't the worst gun in the world because they both got fucking kills with it. So, yeah, uh, it's just weird. People play different games different ways. It's crazy. Crazy to think. Uh, and then episode 400 was the last time we saw Junglist. Uh, although we did see him a couple of episodes later for a God of War spoiler cast, but it wasn't a numbered episode. Yeah. Um, I think that's when he started full-time at fandom. his his other yes. job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he just couldn't make the time anymore. Um, and also, he refused to get a decent microphone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or internet connection. Or, yeah, decent internet connection. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, all the way down to us, so it's been you and me for a hundred episodes. Although we've had guests on in the meantime, primarily Nate Nachos Justice Mate. Lawrence, uh, probably one of the best guests on any podcast. Uh, mostly because the man is as chatty as I am, has as many fucking opinions as I do, and is capable of fucking elocuting them in a manner that I think lends itself very well to the podcast uh, mm-hmm. format. You can talk underwater. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah Duke can talk about everything. About everything. He's, and he's got like, he's got a, a fucking, he's got a better memory than I do. Uh, and I've got a shit memory except for about video games. Uh, like, I can remember everything I did in a video game. Uh, it's like I file that stuff away and then I'm just like, uh, move to trash with other things. I'll be like, can't remember where my keys are. Oh yeah, 
yeah, that's how I finished that game. Oh, that's how that that round of PUBG ended. Oh, yeah, I do remember when I got that wall bang in fucking Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah, oh. around 832 of PUBG. I remember that one. Yeah. Anyway, when's my mum's birthday? Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, <clears throat> that. Uh, but yeah, no. You need to play a game of PUBG on that day. That way you can uh, remember it. Ah, genius. Ah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so yeah, we, we've, we've had regular guests. It's mostly just been you and me, and I think it's been pretty good. Uh, although I know people do request that we have, uh, you know, other people come on from time to time. We just ignore it. I don't know. That's basically <laughs> yeah. that's what we do. Uh, again, it's like we're during... Uh, generally we're starting at like what is it eight or nine o'clock yeah. for you yeah nine in the morning yeah, yeah. that is early yes people aren't <laughs> about that life. um just because we're well, the time difference we have to work out now yes so it's made yeah. podcasting in general pretty complicated but uh we're still doing it and we've worked it out i think we've got a pretty good system now uh as much as you know you could call it a system but yeah yeah and yeah that's that's yeah, about it um and yeah, so I, I noted some notable notable episodes. Uh the the one year prank was one ninety six. Um yeah. that one Did you listen back to it? No, I didn't listen back to it. Um I was losing my shit when I was clipping this thing. Because <laughs> it goes for it goes for a little while. Yeah. Um well Heath and I are kind of explaining it to you. And uh, I trimmed a little bit of yep. it, but just to tidy things up, make it a bit snappier. So you're going to put it in and quicker now for people to listen to? Oh, I'll put it in somewhere. I haven't figured out where I'm going to put all this stuff. Like if I just put it in right at the end. Oh, um, you're going to... Because what I was going to do is have it at the start, like a, a snip thing. But it's it's some of it, it's too long now. Oh, okay. <laughs> too long. So I could like insert it into places. Like you could, um, you could put that, that bit in right now. Yeah, that might work. Let's do that. So for the past year, uh, every time Job went away on a trip, we would change his background. <laughs> you can probably light his up the wallpaper other and see it. Uh, it's subtle. It's still there. Is it? The, should- oh, are you sure it's still there? Is this this the one where you put Gary Busey into one of the windows? The windows. Yeah, we'll make him look at it, and he's got to try and pick. All right. the changes. This is a great new test. So should we show him now? It's going to be yeah, really yeah, funny show when him I now. go away next time. <laughs> Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to fucking put a password, password on this shit. shit. <laughs> and we'll see you record it. So you've got to look at this photo. This is your wallpaper from the last time we made a change. Oh, yes. I see Gary Busey. You can see Gary Busey. Yellow. Yep. And we'll upload this to the uh, to the group. <laughs> it's <laughs> barely visible. It's great. I don't know what I'm supposed to be, like, what they're normally That's- <laughs> That's well, the- I can tell you what there's not. Is there not a little... Crab thing, Charizard. Yeah, it's Charizard. Not, it's, not, it's not a Charizard. It's been replaced by the eagle that's normally in there. Where's Charizard? Is that that blue thing? Yeah, yeah. Is that a Charizard. Oh, yeah. it is too. Now <laughs> I have to see it. Fuck. Once you once you see it, you can't unsee yeah. it. Uh, little person next to the tree. That's Alan Wake. Of course. <laughs> and I didn't even know he done oh, that one. And the Triforce. There's a the Triforce. Yeah. Yes. Is that it? That that was it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> And you're, you're sitting right next to it. <laughs> Not only were you sitting... This is like, no shit, a year we were doing this. <laughs> Gary Busey was <laughs> Every time we'd come over, there'd be Gary Busey in the bottom of the corner. <laughs> and we, we did it. Uh, it was oh, pretty God. Fun. <laughs> 
Do, um, do you want to talk through the other bits? The the only other thing I was going to bring up was uh, the the brought to you by thing. Because for 166 episodes, the uh, the podcast was brought to you by Game Arena. Yeah, which was something that my boss at Game Arena insisted I put in at the end. Like he's like. Uh, when I first put it up, he's like, why doesn't it say Game Arena anyway? I'm like, it's called the fucking Game Arena podcast. Uh, and he's like, no, it should say brought to you by Game Arena. So I I edited that in. And then from there mm. on out, every single, I would literally just paste in this episode of the GA podcast brought to you by Game Arena. And then episode 167, when um, they told me they were shutting everything down, I'm going to delete everything forever, and I was extremely upset and maybe a little bit drunk. Uh, I added, now with more salt. Uh, and the first time I changed uh, uh, entirely away from uh, the the GA podcast is brought to you by Game Arena. The first time it was no longer brought to you by Game Arena. Uh, the GA Podcast, one episode 178. GA Podcast brought to you by the hard work of Luke Laurie, who works tirelessly to edit this and get it up on time, only to have Joby fail to get it up. Uh, and then f- immediately followed by uh, GA Podcast. This week, it was Luke's fault getting the podcast up because he screwed up the upload to the FTP. So, uh, yeah. That's, uh, That's good. <laughs> that's the I, I thought those were invisible I have been editing I've been doing those the entire time uh, thinking nobody could read them but uh, my wife they show up on the feed yeah my wife showed me that they, yeah. they're, they're just like fucking right there so I, I do <laughs> my own dumb little jokes in almost every fucking feed uh, app on the feed and uh, yeah I thought they were literally jokes to myself and no they, they went wide I had no idea. Uh, and then um, I just wanted to... I, I took a poll of the top three episodes of the podcast. Um, you took a poll? Yeah. Like your own personal poll? Or did you ask someone? No, no. I, I asked myself. Uh, but um, <laughs> episode 421, uh, Rafts in Space, P.S., uh, Job is back with another two hours of rambling nonsense as he tackles Moonlighter, Objects in Space, Postscriptum, and Raft. Uh, that was a solo episode. Uh, it's just me. Uh, a bit weird. Anyway, uh, episode 420, Solo, not a Star Wars story. Uh, on this episode of The Gap, Job Yoro is doing everything himself. He's alone while Luke, Laurie, Galvance about Europe. It's only, one, only really one game on Job's mind. He's talking about Detroit become human and then uh episode 357 to bone a squid cat uh where i went on this episode of the geo uh podcast job gore is alone and he talks about mass effect uh andromeda <laughs> and the, the squid cat actually the squid cat story me trying to work out uh on a podcast um how to explain to people that i don't personally want to have sex with a squid mm. cat but i want the opportunity to turn it down um in a, in a video game me going through that for fucking 25 minutes it's pretty high quality radio um yeah so those are the top three obviously uh yeah all job solo efforts because i am the best 
No, honestly, <laughs> my favourite uh, episode of the podcast is episode 432, The Prestige, which involves your okay. story of Randy Pitchford's house because I listened back to that and that was a good name for the podcast yeah it was oh my god and my chest hurt though my chest hurt listening to that fucking story again it was something else should I put that in here I think you should uh yeah I can I can't get it out of my mind that fucking episode that 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 story is too much uh, it is the fucking wildest shit I've ever heard. And I've been, I've done some wild shit on fucking trips. Like, I've been involved in some fucking wild stories, but that one takes the fucking cake. It is the fucking craziest shit I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, you should chuck that in right now. Like, just fucking clip straight to it. And then I didn't talk about the craziest thing that happened on my quake trip. You didn't? No. So during Saturday, I think it was Saturday, I got an email from somebody and basically inviting uh, me to their house for drinks and just to hang out and whatnot. Um, Mm. And that person was Christy Pitchford, who is the wife of Randy Pitchford, the head of Gearbox. And it turns out- Getting really cold. Yeah, well, no, it was basically like, hey, hey, friends, um, we're having some some drinks. Feel free to come around. You don't need to RSVP. Come to Randy and I's house and, and just hang out and whatnot. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is nuts. Yeah, and so, like, a couple of the Australians also got invited, and we were, like, pretty confused as to what was happening. Like, starting to ask people, like, what is going on? But there's this, like... This has nothing to do with us. This isn't us at all. Like, uh, we, we don't know what's going on. Um, and it turned out that, like, it's... They put on, like, a, sort of, like, a small party every year. Like, they did it last year at QuakeCon. And apparently, Christy was like, oh, the day before, or, like, was said to Randy, like, oh, we should have another one of those QuakeCon parties. And basically tried to get a list of people, that, like, they could invite. And they'd heard that we were pretty fun. <laughs> from that uh, that last party like the Australian crew was really fun so we ended up getting invited to the to Randy Pitchford's house to hang out and <laughs> have food and That's drinks awesome. so we we get there it's pretty low key hang, hang, hang. before you go on before you before yep. you go on uh, they Luke and Nate messaged me on Facebook <laughs> with, uh, guess where we're going tonight I said uh, I don't know and Nathan said Randy's house uh and um, and I'm like Randy, and uh, yeah, it looks like oh yeah, we got invited yesterday. I'm like, who's Randy? Because I don't fucking know. Like, there's a fucking billion Randys, and like, I thought I was getting set up for like you know Ligma, you know fucking yeah. Ligma balls. I thought that's what you know. Who's Randy? And fucking one of you cunts would be like, me, I'm Randy. Oh, your mum, your mum's Randy. She's always Randy. I'm like you fuck. The best uh, part is I'm Nate and I weren't together at this time. <laughs> we were just oh. we had that mind thing going on. We were fucking with yeah, you in different locations. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, here we go. They fucking teared me up, and then um, like you just you went like dead silent, like just fucking no reply for hours. And I'm like, fuck this, I'm out, <laughs> I'm done. And, uh, and then you you posted a picture. Uh, with uh, a Borderlands thing on a shelf. I'm like, ah, Randy, Randy fucking pitchfork. Yeah. 
And yeah, Nathan, you don't you know a Randy in Dallas, Job? <laughs> I've never been to QuakeCon, you huge cunt. Fuck. I've been, oh, fuck. What a, what a, what a cunt. So we, Sorry, no, you, you were saying. So we, you went to- so we get there and it's this giant fucking mansion. Like, I've never been in a house this big. It's huge. And. Uh, Christy's in there in the kitchen, like making food and whatnot. And, you know, I said hi. I met her um, many, many years ago. And I think it was Pack. Sure. I-, I can't remember where it was. It might have been uh, for Duke Nukem or one of those things. But anyway, I-, I just said hi and whatnot. And it's pretty low key. Like, there's not, like, I was expecting, <laughs> I don't know why, maybe like 150 or 100 people there, but it wasn't. It was maybe like 30, pretty smallish, not a lot. And so they've got food and drinks on the table and we're just like gobsmacked because this place is enormous. There's, there's like the roofs are huge. It's, there's, it, everything looks amazing. And so we start talking to people and it's sort of just like random sort of gaming people. There's people like a couple of media people. There's a couple of like industry people. Mm. There were, the, the, the guys that make cyanide and happiness were there, which was weird. <laughs> like just a strange mix. Yeah. And then anyway, so eventually. We're, we're about a, 40 minutes goes past. Still haven't seen Randy. And anyway, we're, we're looking up on the balcony and this fucking clown is standing up on the balcony, like waving at us. And we're like, oh shit. <laughs> Something's yeah, about, yeah. some yeah. crazy shit is about to happen. Like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. <laughs> people are like, is that Randy? Like, is he dressed up? Like, what's going on? And then so, like, another clown appears, like a lady, a uh, lady clown. And, and she's like waving and, Eventually, there's like fucking like a bunch of entertainers come out, and then uh, at some stage, like I went outside and was like looking around the house because it's why not? It's huge. It's this huge house. Uh, he's got this enormous pool out the back, and then eventually I come back inside, and 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 Randy was walking around talking to people, and you know I said hi and that sort of thing, and eventually he's like, oh, do you want a tour of the house? Like we'll show you around, and so he starts like talking about like designing the house and like what he did when I like figuring out how to where to put things that sort of thing and then he so he starts taking us around he takes us upstairs to like his gaming room uh it's this like giant fucking room with three or four tvs in there and like like he's got a he's got his own console um his wife christy's got one his son has one um and like they all play games together and whatnot like super decked out huge couch and then he like he takes us into like his bedroom and he's showing us around his bedroom. Like, oh, here's where all the magic happens. Because <laughs> for people that don't know, he's like a <laughs> he used to do magic um, before he got into game design, um, and he still does do magic. And and uh, eventually he, he's like, oh, here's my walk-in <laughs> walk-in wardrobe, and that's where Nate and I took the photo. And he's like showing us around all this stuff in there. And then he fucking opens up this like hidden door. And it goes into like this other room, and it's like there's like a, a like a poker table set up and a bunch of chairs and what. It's like, oh, I do, I can do like private magic in here. And so people start like fucking shuffling in this like tiny, tiny ass room. And he's like, do you guys? Like, and someone says to him, oh, show us some magic. He's like, oh, I wasn't really prepared for this. And he like pulls out a deck of cards from like his pocket, and then he starts showing us magic for like five or ten minutes, which is which is pretty cool. And he's like fucking super good at it. Like, I think we've he's shown us magic before when. Yeah. He's been around at events. Yeah, and he continues to, like, show us around um, his house. At, at some stage, they lead us into, like, a, another room. And it's, like, a, it's like a, basically a theater set up. And, and this is where, like, he, he starts telling us stories about how, like, they he puts on, like, magic shows, like, two or three times a month for friends and, and, and family and gets people around and different entertainers from around the world to come in to perform for each other. Um, and he's talking about how, like, 
two weeks ago, like David Blaine was staying at my house and like his friends, like obviously Panantello, he knows like that sort of things. And just all these stories that um, this is like a hobby of his and, and what he does like in his spare time. And, and like this wasn't an event to come around and say, let's all talk about video games. He just kind of wanted to get some people around and entertain them for the night. And then so he puts on this fucking magic show for everybody and like all the clowns start coming out and they're doing all this crazy shit and like uh there's people coming out with like uh, hula hoops um okay. dude comes out with like a bunch of basketballs and like he's juggling yeah man and just like this goes on for like an hour and a half meanwhile like sort of in between each act every once in a while randy Pitchford comes out and he's like doing magic and like really fucking cool things uh and so this yeah an hour and a half later it finishes like everybody's like i was grinning the entire time because i'm a i love magic i'm a big fan of it um yep. like one of my favorite shows is like pen and teleforce so i watch it all the time um yep. so i'm i'm like i was so fucking stoked to be sitting there watching all this stuff happen like my mind is just getting blown because i don't know what is going on this is like one of the craziest things yeah and so like that finishes and then he's like and and yeah and then eventually we all start mingling again and like i'm talking to one of the other dudes that was in the magic show uh, his name was like diamond jim and i was with one of the uh the twitch streamers and we were just talking to him and he starts like oh you know he starts showing his magic like right in front of us but the thing is he's like fucking he's like he hold this invisible deck and he's like got his hand out and he says to me all right now pick up the deck and start shuffling it I'm like, all right, whatever. And so I'm like yeah. shuffling this fucking invisible deck in my hand. And he's like, all right, mix up the cards. All right, now fan them out. And he says to, uh, it was Nacia, she's a Twitch streamer, like pick a card. And so from this invisible deck, and so she picks a card from the invisible deck. And then she's she's like, all right, yeah, I've got a card. And he's like, all right, and now show him what the card is. But I can't see anything. Sure. And um, she's like, all right, sure. We're, we're just, we don't know what is going on. And- um, sure. He's like, all right, do you know what the card is? And she's like, yeah. It's like, pick it in your mind. So, sorry. He basically says to her, all right, now put the card back in the invisible deck and give sure. it back to me. And he does this thing. Eventually, he fucking pulls out like a real deck and he fans it out. And there's one of the cards that is turned around. And um, he says to her, what was your card? And she tells him. And then he fucking turns the deck around and the card's there. And that's when I left. I was like, I'm fucking out. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Like, is she in on the joke? <laughs> I literally walked away. I'm like, I'm going. I don't know what the fuck. I'm going to find Randy. Now, thank you. I'm out. I don't know what's going on. This man's a demon. <laughs> yeah. He is insane. Idiot. I'm like, it's an invisible deck. There was nothing there. What is going on? She pulled the card out of, like, her mind. Um, yeah. And maybe, then, so- was she freaking out, though? Because maybe you were in it and you helped shuffle it yeah i don't know i don't know See? Uh. i did talk to her later on she's pretty she didn't know what was happening um and then so i found we i was talking to, to randy again and he was uh when we did the first tour he he said he's got a decompression chamber um right and so i'm like what the fuck is decompression chamber yeah. And then so we go upstairs. That's what Joe Rogan jumps in whenever he's taking DMT. Yeah. So we, we go upstairs and I'm like, all right. And he brings his son out. We, who, his, his son, by the way, really nice dude. He's very young. He, he showed us around his bedroom, which sounds weird, but his bedroom weird. is like out of fucking Bioshock, man. It's decked out. It's so sick. Man, he's got like a bunch of, he looks after like reptiles. He had like tarantulas and scorpions and what, and that sort of thing. And like he's, he fucking loves his dad, man. Like, he wants to be just like him. He wants to be a magician when he grows up, um, which is really cool. 
And so he, nice. he brings his kid over for this decompression chamber and he's like, yeah, get in there and chucks him in. It's basically like this glass door in a wall. And, uh, he starts flicking switches, Randy, on, on the, um, on the wall and the lights sort of come up and you can see his, his son standing in there. And he's like, Randy's very good at giving, like, talking and telling stories. So he's, he's yeah. talking about this decompression chamber. And eventually his, his son sort of, like, fades away. Like, you can see him standing there, but he sort of slowly starts to disappear. And then, um, eventually, like, Randy's still talking and he, he opens a door, sort of walks into this chamber. And he's like, look, he's, he's not in here anymore. And that's sort of thing. But we'll bring him back now. And then, like, fucking Eye of the Tiger starts playing or something like that. And, like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, I said to him, what happens if your son doesn't come back? Like, do we tell everybody we don't know what happened? Like, are we all in on this or some shit? <laughs> and so <laughs> he ends up, um, he ends up like flicking this switch and the lights come back on and his son's not there. And then, like, his son appears from behind us, like, in a fucking side <laughs> passage somewhere and comes walking out and shit. Um, just really <laughs> like his house is basically decked out for magician shit um that's awesome and then he's like telling us his story like earlier on about this like how the the house is haunted and it was built on this whatever and nate said to him oh can you tell us about that story and so then he drags us to like another part of the house and it's like a bar and he's telling us his story and it goes on for like fucking five or ten minutes and eventually, like, there's this whole gimmicky thing where a bottle starts floating behind him and starts pouring some water on it. But just, like, really cool shit that's set up in his house to just- For him to tell stories and, and to entertain people. So cool, man. Oh, my God. Nate and I were just- We didn't know what was going on. Like, it was the weirdest thing we've ever done. Um, but at the same time, we had so much fun. So, yeah, that's my story. I went to fucking Randy Pitchford's house and he did a private magic show for us. That is amazing. Yeah. Nate basically was like, I don't need to go on any more trips because I'm never going to get this topped. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was super nice of them, like, to invite us over, uh, Randy yeah. and, and Christy to, to their house and just chill out for the night, man, and have drinks and, and put on this private show. And yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It was so, so much fun. <laughs> and they're like, the other people, like the YouTubers and that were like, does this always happen? We're like, no, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> but don't know no. what is going on. What other clips have you got? <clears throat> um, I don't actually know off the top of my head. Uh, I, I put some like mana bar stuff in there. I think when we were talking to Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cause that was sort of, I feel like that was our first maybe we're not doing it in our recording studio oh, yeah. um, podcast because that was pretty early on yep. where we all went up to uh, to Brisbane with the Manor Bar. Um, Jung was there. I don't think Jung was officially part of the podcast yet. Like Jung was on quite consistently for about a year <laughs> before we were like, uh, <laughs> do you want to actually just be here yeah. all the time <laughs> instead of asking him every week? Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so that one was pretty good. I, I, I liked a lot of our, um, like all our live stuff I thought was really good. Yep. The, uh, like the very first packs that we went to, yeah. um, where people actually showed up, I thought was pretty surprising. It was very surprising. I thought it was going to be fucking 12 people. And, and that was also our last game arena podcast, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Cause yeah, uh, I was there destined to be, uh, let go from game arena that that weekend it was very it was a very mm. odd weekend for me yeah 
Um, but then, yeah, Steve Farrelly was kind enough to say that he'd host the show. Um, and then so we came up with a different name. Not really. We kept the same name. Uh, we just changed what it stood for, I guess. Yep. Uh, and I, but I, I feel like somebody suggested that on an email. The what? Like I don't think we came up with that. The name change. Yeah, I think it was a question. Like, what does it stand for? Yeah, it was a question asking uh, what it stood for. Now that we're no longer affiliated with Game Arena, which we absolutely hadn't considered at the time, uh, and because <laughs> we never actually really called it the Game Arena podcast. No, it was always just the Gap. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, we came up with the generic acronym podcast, podcast, uh, the Gap podcast, and I, I think that was that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with video clever. games. No, which I think is appropriate. You know, like <laughs> yeah, we are yeah. like we're pretty fucking good. Um, anyway, mm. yeah. So there's yeah. The other one, the other live one we did was uh, again at PAX, and um, we had our writer sheet. I've got this clip in there as well, I believe, where uh, we filled it out. We asked for for M and M's. We asked for a giant sombrero for each of us, and um, an esky so we could put our alcohol in. Yep. It just like <laughs> the writer sheet. So when you fill in a packs, um, like a, we're gonna you're gonna do a panel. You basically put in like what's the name of it, what's it about, who's gonna be in it, um, and then like do you need anything like audio equipment or like does it need to be recorded and things like that um and we filled it in with stupid shit yeah and they actually got it for us so. yeah and we found out later that um that that was entirely the enforcers as well it was because uh we we went up to to thank yug for sorting us out and he's like no i, I didn't do any of that uh, i i i was like you can fuck off uh hmm. but yeah, the enforcers did it. Which yeah, the enforcers fucking are the beating heart and every single fucking vein of of yeah. Max. Um, and they they just thought it was hilarious because they hadn't seen anything yeah. like that <laughs> before. So they're like, we're gonna do it, yeah. which is fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Um, so that was I think they were out to maybe primary podcast we done live at pax and then we uh, and we the other one we did um <clears throat> which was the the pubg the gap presents pubg live so this is when uh pubg was first i don't think it had it even come out yet or it was very close to being released um because pax was on about october around then right yeah usually around halloween yeah and pubg was due out i think december or, or around that stage and so we had um we had planned this podcast um well you'd planned a, a lot of it with like getting on uh like pro gamers so we, we got some some people on the show yep. and uh we were gonna play PUBG while talking about it i guess that was kind of the idea yeah so when we get there we had like four people and i was gonna host because i can like if i if i play i'm not gonna be able to talk uh, but if I don't play, I could talk fucking ever. Uh, and so, yeah, we had four other people who were going to play. Um, and, yeah, it was you, Nate, uh, who was still playing PUBG at the time and didn't hate it. Uh, then uh, Pekin and um, Nutshot. 
Uh, Pekin was, I think, at the time, ranked number one on the OCE leaderboards, and Nutshot was the team captain for Team Immunity. Um, yep. And, yeah, so very, very, very good players. And they were... Ex- we had other people there. Linksy was Linksy there. was there as well. Uh, Linksy came in. He was with Team Immunity at the time uh, and, yeah, came to to join in. Uh, I think he took... Did, did he take peak and spot, maybe? Um, but, yeah. The, like, yeah, we had some fucking spectacular players. And then we had you and Nate. Um, you know... Good enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but but we we get in this thing, yeah. and these PCs that they had set up were like f- the biggest potatoes. Like they couldn't run PUBG. Fucking <laughs> Pentium Two, fucking with like TNT Two graphics cards, some fucking shit. Like they couldn't run fucking Candy Crush, let alone PUBG. Uh, but and like they had fucking like ball mice with fucking balls still in them and. Like, yeah, absolute nightmares, absolute nightmares, and uh, I definitely felt like I'd been hospital passed for the fiftieth time uh, that day. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And at that stage, I think we were advertising like the actual um, panel, yeah. And Microsoft reached out to me and said, "We've got someone that's coming out for." Um, for PUBG, uh, and we'd we'd like to get him on the, the the panel if that's okay with you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that that's fine. And it ended up being player unknown. And so we started talking about this collaboration. And I think at that stage you knew what was happening. Um, but then they said to me, "Don't tell anybody. We'll make it a really big surprise. Like, just we'll just have him show up." And um, so I, I don't even think they announced that Player Unknown was going to PAX at all until like he kind of just showed up, yeah. and um, and so I I told you like oh he's because that stage you knew he was coming and I'm I'm just like they've told me he's pulling out like he doesn't want to do it anymore or something like that, and so it kind of threw a big spanner in our works for that idea because the the head of Microsoft in Australia is basically like, don't don't tell Joe we'll make it a surprise and like all their PR team is like just you you're the only one that knows he's coming and we'll just pretend like it's not he's not doing it anymore and it'll be really funny um so I'm like telling you I've told everybody this it's like he's not coming anymore he's 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 had to pull out he doesn't want to do it (laughs) you're you were raging on that day because you found out he was there and he was doing all these other shit Yeah. (laughs) yeah I was I was pretty pretty annoyed because I'd also like, uh, I was spending a hundred bucks on like getting shit tons of gami chicken, like Korean fried chicken, and like I was putting effort in, right? Like I was like, surely you can show up, just fucking pop his head in, say hello, you know? Like this is the fucking PUBG panel, like surely. Uh, and you're like, no, nah, he's not. He can't do it. He's not coming. I'm like, this is fucked. This is so fucked. Uh, like. They're not going to fucking stream it, uh, like so. You know what? What am what what am I getting out of this? Right? Like, uh, probably nobody's going to fucking show up. Uh, yeah. And buying a hundred bucks of chicken, and we're going to play <laughs> on fucking shithole PCs. 
to nobody for no reason and it's going to be fucking garbage. So then I got drunk. Hmm. Um, yeah. I had a bit to drink. We didn't get drunk. We had a couple of drinks before we started. Yeah. Uh, you hear p- people tell it uh, later on and I was like falling over the place. Uh, <laughs> but the <laughs> thing not. is, right, I know what I'm... I like. I, I actually... I've been drunk before, uh, surprisingly. Mm. You might be shocked to hear this, but I've been drunk before. And so I actually know every every single stage of my drunkenness. And if I can still remember every single thing that happened that night uh, up until uh, like hours after the panel, at least, uh, if I can mm. remember everything that happened, then I wasn't drunk. Because, uh, yeah. Me, I, I don't start falling over the place until I have already blacked out, uh, yeah. or blanked at least blanked the night. Like uh, I've got fucking autopilot for days when I'm drunk, uh, and yeah, like chicken. Speaking of, like on the topic of chicken, right? This the Borderlands trip earlier last year. Where I woke up in a bed next to a fucking box full of fried chicken. Where I don't remember how I got the chicken. And if we reconstruct the evening, it doesn't stand a reason that I would have any chicken. Yeah, we still don't know where the chicken came from. Because, yeah, the only thing we have is the chicken. And then we've got eyewitness accounts of Nate walking me to my fucking hotel room because i was too drunk to fucking function and then at some point me leaving because there was no record of me calling fucking room service uh there was a big box of chicken that came from fucking nowhere uh i never got undressed i passed out on my fucking bed and woke up exactly at the time that i needed to fucking wake up to attend the event that we were there for uh like this that's that's drunk that's me drunk. Uh, me not able to remember walking somewhere and purchasing chicken in a, hmm. frankly, fairly shady part of fucking LA uh, while, yeah, too drunk to remember anything. And I was still clearly fucking capable enough of ordering chicken at that point. So, yeah. Couldn't have been that bad. Uh, yeah, it can't have been that bad on the PUBG panel, but uh, <laughs> I do still hear about it. Anyway, um, that was fucking spectacular. Uh, that was yeah. that was an amazing surprise. Uh, you definitely zwar the fuck out of me. Uh, and uh, yeah, afterwards, Brendan Green said he had a fucking ton of fun. Um, it was the best best thing he'd ever done. Uh, he felt yeah. like a fucking rock star. So uh, mission accomplished on on that end. I guess uh, it was not supposed to be uh, sixty minutes interview it was literally just a fucking dumb <laughs> podcast uh sorry panel where we we're eating too much chicken uh though we did get complaints uh the other the other feedback from the event was that it was the first time that um people had emailed the global uh manager of packs while the panel was still on to complain about the panel and its host uh, because I was drunk and uh, swearing at, at Brendan swearing. and uh, making fun of the creator of the game uh, and being toxic. Uh, yeah, being toxic because I wouldn't, I didn't 
shut down people from saying well i can't even remember what they're saying hmm. uh it was it was something and i did like some of the shacks right yeah uh fuck boy shacks I, I believe was the term but my term was shit cunt shacks so my term was probably worse but i just went went with fuck boy shacks um yeah apparently uh i didn't shut down the language fast enough uh even though I did shut it down. So, uh, you know, I guess you just, you can't win at some point. Uh, it's a, if you're asking the audience stuff, I don't, I don't know that. And it's an RE team panel. I don't know that I can be held responsible, but whatever. Let's not dwell on that shit. Um, it was a fucking amazing panel. And sadly, uh, it was not recorded in any way. Uh, like so many of the things I do at PAX, they are like, you have to be there type things. Uh, like, mm. I'm not a fan of that. It was recorded. I think I'll have to check if I've got a copy of it, but I do know I got something and it was just like inaudible. Yeah, right. Like you couldn't hear it. Like they hadn't recorded it properly. Like they were recording some mic that was sitting on a table somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's unfortunate because it was, it was a, that's the biggest panel we've ever done. It was huge. It was the proper packed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Good times. Good times. Good one. It was a good one. Um, um, anything else? Highlights. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there's there's been a lot of stuff. There's uh, Ashley Jenkins been some- slapping me in the face for saying cunt was pretty funny. I don't remember what episode that was, <laughs> but uh, it was pretty amusing. She, uh, it was it was pretty classic storytelling as well because she. Set the stakes. She's like, Joe, if yeah. you say that word one more time, I'm going to slap you. I'm like, what word? Cunt. And then she slaps me. And you can see on the fucking, uh, on the file, on the recording file, uh-huh, the spike. Like, there is a very clear slap. So that worked out pretty well. Um, Maud and Ray from Geek Bomb, back when they were still together at Geek Bomb, uh, coming on to talk about scary movies was pretty entertaining. Uh, that was a that was a good one because uh, it felt like they were like our fucking polar opposites. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was good. Uh, there was there was another guest that we had that I thought was fucking amazing, but I can't remember off the top of my head whomst it was. Uh, Oh, yeah, the fucking Raw DLC boys. Uh, this is where we met okay. Nate. Uh, but we uh, established a, uh, a long-term rivalry with Raw DLC uh, that mm. was essentially... Uh, it was basically the NBA versus the NBL is how I, uh, I viewed it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like... Uh, so raw DLC was. Wait, wait. Where would you put? Uh, where would you put the Australian gaming podcast? Would they be like European basketball? Um, does European basketball play one game a year and <laughs> miss entire years in a row, or um, the the okay. Olympics, the FIBA <laughs> FIBA World Cup? Uh, okay, terribly run and extremely infrequent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Some surprisingly high quality basketball. Um, yeah, high quality basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Josh Philpott, Dave Kaziki, and Nathan Lawrence were on the mm. Raw DLC podcast. Uh, I never really understood the name, but uh, they would come on. Uh, we'd do, like, crossover episodes quite often. And uh, their format was essentially the same as ours, but they specifically attempted to stop at one hour. Like, their aim yep. was to stop at one hour. And then uh, after a couple of podcasts with Nate, because I think Nate was a late addition to their podcast. I don't really know the history of their podcast. But, uh, yeah, I think he was a later addition. I think it was Dave and Josh for a while. And then, uh, yeah, Nate came on, became a regular guest. And uh, their podcast, they were a 90-minute podcast. And then when we would do our crossover episodes... They were like a fucking three-hour, four-hour podcast. Uh, because that, welcome to the fucking... Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Uh, podcasts go for two-plus hours or else. Uh, but yeah, so we'd go on their podcast and they'd come on our podcast. And it was, yeah, generally a pretty fucking uh, entertaining uh, time because I think they just hammed it up, right? Like they hammed up mm. the rivalry. We hammed up the rivalry on our end and... Uh, yeah, it was just a lot of shit talking uh, alongside some genuine discussion of, of video games. Um, so yeah, uh, I always appreciated them coming on. So yeah, that's about that. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll add some. Go. Well, I can remember um, the the spoiler cast we've done. Oh yeah, like I feel like they're um, they're very different to our regular episodes. Like we try and have a bit of of fun we like to go a bit sideways off track in these ones mm. um you know it's a what's the tagline for uh the gap a podcast mostly about video games yep. like i don't know like we we mostly talk about video games but we also talk shit sometimes for about an hour yes um but the the spoiler casts have been pretty like on point and i feel like the uh, critical analysis on those those ones are I would say high, like a high bar. Yeah. Um, we generally don't fuck around on those ones. Um, no, they are... <clears throat> we've done. We go deep into everything about a game on the spoiler cast. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've we've done we've done uh, Prey. We did uh, we did a, a PUBG one at, at one stage with, with some of the the pro gamers that were playing back around then. Yeah. Um, we've done Red... Did we do? No, no we, we didn't, didn't do Red, Red Dead. Games. We did uh, God of War. We did um, Dark Souls three. And we did um, Mass Effect three. Mass Effect. We did Bioshock Infinite. Yep. I believe. I, think. I don't know. But yeah, I thought we did a Bioshock one as well. Yeah. Mass. I feel. I think the Mass Effect one might be my highlight of the spoiler casts because we went like so deep into the game itself. We had three games. The trilogy. And yeah. the meta narrative around the game, uh, and yeah, we, I think that was like a fucking four hour or five hour podcast. Or some shit it was fucking long about a single game, mm. uh, and we went all the way. And it was you, me. I think the our guest was Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Harris from Flat Earth Games, uh, and yeah, um, it was. In depth, it was some shit. It was good. Um, yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, and yeah, we've done like I th yeah, I think all our spoiler casts. I would love to do more spoiler casts, but it just doesn't. The timing just never fucking works. It is so hard to put one together 
to get the time we so speaking of on the topic of fucking spoiler casts we will be doing a spoiler cast um after this well tomorrow so there is a spoiler cast coming this week uh we are yeah. fucking we're doing it we're flat out doing it um i want to put a shout out to spec tv uh who inspired us to do this uh you can check out spec tv um they they're doing like a we'll talk about it more tomorrow on the, on the spoiler cast but um they're, they're doing like a a platform to promote and uh and distribute australian uh entertainment and uh it's it's a really interesting idea a really good idea um they got an app coming and all that kind of stuff it's uh like so basically short films and short series like stuff like that but all australian creators and stuff uh which is mm-hmm. a really really cool idea um they inspired us they they contacted us and uh inspired us to do a spoiler cast uh on basically anything at all we chose star wars the rise of skywalker and the intention yeah. was to do it just after we had watched the film uh which never fucking happened uh just for a fucking billion different reasons but um we are doing it this week it's happening uh and uh yeah it should be a fucking interesting it's gonna be a long one yeah it's gonna be long i feel like it's gonna be well considering that movie is about six movies in one yeah it's gonna have to be fucking long um yeah like it's it's gonna be good but um yeah spoiler cast i'd love to i would love to do more of them i always wanted to do one red dead redemption but yeah too difficult to fucking time it that's a game where i feel like i need to have just played it uh played through the story to talk about it because there's so much uh it's that one's that's like fucking six movies in one as well um except to spread out over fucking 50 hours um hmm. yeah there, there are a billion games that i could dive into forever the witcher 3 uh would have been a good one um We'd- I feel like this year, like we'll probably talk about this stuff later, but like Cyberpunk, I feel like we'll be one. If we can squeeze out, we're of probably going to have to do some Um But yeah, 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 some yeah, huge games that we just never have enough time to fucking. Because like the point of the spoiler cast is is to go even further. Like we already go real deep on games on this podcast, but the point of the spoiler cast is to go even deeper again, which. Yeah, it's it's an awesome idea, but we just can't fucking execute as much as we'd like to, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a there's a lot to to go through for these episodes. Um, so I don't know if we want to. We had some some suggestions. Should we go through them now while we're just yeah? Let's do it. Um, you're gonna have to go through them because I can't. From my PC, I guess. Easy I can have peasy. Fun. Let's uh, let's have a look. Uh, um, okay, so uh, on our Discord, we we got people to write in their favorite bits. Uh, Joby started. That's me. Um, the one where I didn't want. I went into way too much detail about how I didn't specifically want to fuck a squid cat, but I was annoyed that I couldn't fuck a squid cat in Mass Effect and Andromeda. That is a classic, uh, and I already mentioned it. So good one, Joe. Clebo uh, writes. The one where you compared Ghost Recon Breakpoint to spaghetti with Skittles uh, can also chuck on Sekiro Pizza. The food analogies are pretty good. 
Um, <laughs> spaghetti Skittles were like that felt inspired. That felt properly inspired. Like that was some genius shit. We were fucking on our game with that. Mm. Um, I actually don't remember Sekiro Pizza. Do you remember Sekiro Pizza? I feel like I do. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but I do remember this. You talking about it? Good. That's great, yeah. Luke. Thanks, for fucking. I, I don't know. I, nothing. I just remember you you going on about it because I know you didn't like. I didn't love Sekiro. Sekiro yeah. So yeah. it's true. Um, the one where an emailer compared Valve to uh, Dangers writes uh, the one where an emailer compared Valve to a cartel and everyone lost their shit from somewhere between forty to sixty. Uh, the Dear Dad emails are always a hit too. We know the Dear Dad emails were you, Dangers. Don't fucking pretend. Um, but yeah, uh, was it? I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure because Dangers always writes the most fucking esoteric fucking email slash questions. Uh, so Dear Dad seemed like it was up his fucking alley. Um, uh, no, no, you don't think I so? Don't know. No, it was uh, that was that was always my theory. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I really enjoyed the Dear Dad emails. They were so fucking weird. Like, that was, was pretty good. so out of I remember field. Jung just couldn't keep his shit together. No. Yeah, like, he loved it. <laughs> whenever that happened. Yeah, that, that was that was his favorite shit. Uh, yeah. So they were just not related to the podcast at all, except, like, vaguely. Um, yeah. There, there, was a, there was a clip that I was getting, and I can't remember if it was the prank one, but it's just, like, Jung laughing for about a minute. Like, he, he cannot stop... I had to cut bits out because he would. It was just him laughing for ten seconds, nice. like straight. <laughs> he couldn't keep it together. Gold. Anyway, yeah, uh, that was good. I like to do that emails. Yeah, and I do remember uh, the the Valve email as well. I vaguely like, remember we went, it as well. Uh, we went deep on that because like, it was trading for such hats a fucking and things and revelation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bonnie McBeef writes the one where Joby frothed to the mouth about Death Walking Simulator of 2019 Stranding. Actually, all since that first one. Side note, I never bought the game, so you saved someone. Uh, I, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Death Stranding still fucking tees me up. Fucking, it's bananas. It's just a fucking wild, wild situation. I cannot mm. I'm still flabbergasted at the reaction to that fucking game. Um, Von Molotov writes, Heath Star... <laughs> Heath starting in fifth place and ending in fifth place. <laughs> uh, also, Heath talking about Deus Ex Human Revolution and strippers and Joby versus Rugby League Live. Uh, Heath starting in fifth place and ending in fifth place. That episode, I remember, I actually vividly remember <laughs> zoning out. Zoning out while, he's, while he told this story and then... Like when he said he, uh, and then I managed to finish in fifth, and like it, it was like it came crashing in on me. Like that fucking scene in Inception where the fucking city like folds in on itself, and it all fucking came crashing in on me. I went, "Are you fucking kidding? Did you? Are you fucking joking? Your story is you. You finished a race in the same place you started in." <laughs> yeah. Infuriating. Uh Heath Heath murdering um 
sex workers in Deus Ex in the Deus Ex games. It wasn't just human revolution. He was indiscriminate. He would find he would find them in all the Deus Ex games. It was extremely disturbing and uh, yeah. highly entertaining. Uh, and yeah, versus Rugby League Live. Holy shit! Uh, I just it's it's like death stranding to me like i just never saw it coming right like i just mm. could not have it i could not have anticipated it going down the way it did because it was just yeah. so fucking out of left field it just didn't it didn't make sense to me uh it like it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion everyone fucking knew it was bad right like but yeah no just and yet somehow somehow uh, my fellow journalists, uh, colleagues still interview that guy and give him the time of day, even though he is clearly vehemently anti-press. Um, yeah, that's some shit. Uh, Simo Templar. A lot of my favorites are above. I always, uh, always enjoyed the chicken challenge episodes. I always have a special place in my heart for the first Australian gamer gap crossover episode, as it was the first episode of the gap I listened to, um, the Australian gamer, we literally stole the idea. The idea for the gap was what if we did the Australian gamer podcast, but, uh, regularly, like, but actually did it once a week. That was the entire, that was the entire fucking elevator pitch for the gap was what if we did that, but every week. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so getting those dudes on, uh, I love Yag and Matt uh to death um they're fucking amazing dudes they're both amazing uh they're both like yeah really like like my big brothers like my two fucking dorky big brothers so yeah i love them to death and uh yeah it was always it was a fucking highlight for me getting them to do a crossover episode with us as well especially because i shit talk them the, uh talk to them the entire fucking episode as well uh hmm. talking I, I think i was talking about how i discovered you uh and they stole you from me um and like because <laughs> right. luke because luke came to a like luke joined the gap before he was writing on australian gamer and uh yeah uh you came to a fuck was it a ufc a ufc yes it was a ufc event i think it was the first ufc yeah, I think so. Uh, so yeah, Game Arena held like a come come play the game early uh, competition and got a whole bunch of people. And uh, then I proceeded to get really drunk, and you were a rad dude. Uh, and so uh, yeah, we just sort of fucking went from there. So uh, yeah, I was I was talking about how you know they stole Luke from me, uh, so I stole their podcast idea, and we were even and all this kind of shit uh no fucking <laughs> hilarious and the chicken challenge what a fucking inspired idea an inspired concept the chicken challenge you know to eat what was it fucking 12 pieces of chicken and uh zinger box like a meal. wrap and a burger like i think it was like a a, a meal zinger box meal a zinger box so a burger meal with three pieces of uh, three wicked wings and a 12 pack of chicken uh before the end of the podcast and oh uh, no not yeah, 12, 12 wicked wings, not twelve pieces of chicken, because we couldn't get fucking, <laughs> couldn't get hot and spicy down here. 
Hmm. I wanted hot and spicy, but the best you could get was a wicked wing. Um, so yeah, you get twelve wicked wings, and uh, yeah, inspired idea. I still people still uh, like PR people ask me if I'm going to do a chicken challenge. They want to do oh, a yeah. chicken challenge. I've done chicken challenges off off air with PR people who just want to fucking eat too much chicken and talk talk shit and get drunk. Yeah, like, and it's they call it the chicken challenge. It's fucking. It's a classic. Yeah, I've had the same thing. People be like, when are we going to do it again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I'm too old for this shit. Oh my God. I had the trick. My wife, uh, my wife went to the doctor. She like sprained her knee. She may have like fucking, she may have torn her, the meniscus, a meniscus tear on in her knee. Oh, yeah. Not good. Yeah. Um, but she can't went to basketball anymore. She can't. She's, she's at least benched for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, so she went to the doctor and she was coming home and went past KFC and uh, she's like, oh, I should have gone KFC on my way home. And um, so then like she got home. She's like, I wish I'd gotten KFC. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going back. So I went and got KFC. Uh, we were going to get it like on menu log, but it was like fucking $9.50 for delivery. They were fucking well taking piss. So uh, instead of instead of doing that, uh, I just rode my bike over to KFC and ordered it on the fucking KFC app. And I don't know if you know this, but if you go on the KFC mm. app, I don't know if it does it over there because the KFC is shit. But um, here, if you go on the KFC KFC's app, are right now. I think they fixed it. How could they have? They still don't do chips. The chips at KFC are pretty good. So, um, so if you go on the KFC app though, here, and you mm. hold, you drag the menu all the way down to the bottom of the screen... A secret menu pops up, and you can buy shit that doesn't exist on the regular menu that you can't can only buy through the app. And this, uh, this, I don't know. The newest thing is a triple stacker burger, which is three, mm. three fucking zinger fillets on top of one another with cheese and bacon in between each layer. It is a fucking heart attack in a fucking in, mm. in between two pieces of fucking bread. Uh, I ordered it obviously on Monday and I got fucking 90% of the way through the fucking thing and I had to take the bacon off because I'm like I think I'm actually like I think I'm having a heart attack I still finished the burger but I just couldn't eat the bacon anymore <laughs> like yeah. it's just too much chicken it's a crazy amount of chicken uh, but yeah we should do another chicken challenge um, nice one Simo uh, Frisco writes <clears throat> Uh, the story of Job and Co. playing Edward Forty Hands. Holy shit. Edward Forty Hands was spectacular. Uh, played it twice. I'm sure I told both stories on uh, on the podcast. Edward Forty Hands and Edward Forty Hands 2. Uh, Ed- yeah. Edward Forty Hands 1 was a fucking train wreck. A nightmare. An absolute goof. Uh, a goof fest. Uh, which um, the low light was Nathan... Uh, pouring an entire fucking bottle of malt liquor into my suitcase uh, when he passed out on the couch. Uh, the highlight was me kicking my my wallet over to mm. the pizza delivery guy so that he could uh, take money out of it and uh, and give us our pizza. And then we ate the pizza with 40s on our hands by dunking our face in the pizza. Um, right. I had to wash all of my clothes the next day. Because uh, they were covered in 40 malt liquor. Thanks to Nathan. 40 Hands 2 
was far worse. Far worse. <laughs> so much worse. Uh, way better preparation. I got packets of Doritos that are splayed open so you could eat them like a fucking bird. Smashing yeah. your face into the, pack, the pile of Doritos. Uh, we got enough duct tape this time because we didn't have... We had barely enough duct tape the first time, but we got extra rolls. Um, and yeah, the problem was we had spent the previous six hours drinking tequila-based cocktails. So when we got to f- like the 40s, we were fucked already. Like, fucked. Uh, and then uh, our good friend JC from New Zealand, from Game Planets, uh, downed both of his 40s in record time. Uh, and everyone and and when he cheers in celebration, smashed smashed the fucking forty bottle all over the fucking hotel room. Uh, yeah, and scene missing basically. From there, uh, I woke up in the morning, and it was a fucking With a bucket nightmare. of chicken. I did. Sadly, <laughs> it was Borderlands three. Fucking. I wish I had a bucket of chicken. I would have. I could have used a bucket of chicken. Yeah, was was this the same um, uh, uh, event where the uh, the ironing board thing happened? No, that was that was right. It was a different one. It, the the ironing board event. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on here before. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, where you guys kept ordering like ironing boards <laughs> up to your room and <laughs> like they kept bringing them up. Yeah, like what are they doing with all these ironing boards? Um, that, that story in particular is world famous because I was talking to a PR person at an event, uh, within the last year overseas and they had heard about this story. (laughs) That's how famous it is. Like they don't even work for that company and, and they work in a different country somewhere and they had heard this story. I thought that was amazing. World class. Because um, they brought it up to me when they asked me if they knew somebody. That is like, amazing. Yeah. Oh, did you hear this story about the... And I was like, yes, of course I have. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> that is spectacular. Uh, yeah. The best part of that was when the the manager asked why we needed so <laughs> many ironing boards. And uh, Alan, Alan goes, <clears throat> uh, because I'm doing a lot of ironing. And the, if I recall correctly, the manager goes, do you need more irons? And he goes, no, I brought my own. <laughs> and, the, and the poor lady kept bringing up to it. She's like bringing up more fucking ironing boards. And she just kept coming back up to the, oh my God, it was such a, such a terrible fucking thing. It was a terrible thing. Mm. Yep. <sighs> classic um frisco writes also this era uh and it's it's a it's the meme diablo 3 is a 6.5 they hated joby because he told them the truth i was fucking right it was a 6.5 at the time and it didn't become good until diablo 3 2.0 but i still got loads of hate which is basically the uh <clears throat> the running trend of my game reviewing career <sighs> Uh, my, my which we'll talk about later yes yes we will <laughs> um, but yeah that, that was pretty good uh, there were some good podcasts in the old Diablo 3 fuck Diablo 3 era um, 
Racy Race. Joby's reaction when he thought he might be getting a Muppet VR game. Um, I was so excited. That was pretty recent. Um, that was at the Game Awards just last year. Yeah. I was so fucking... That's... I was so, so hyped. And then it didn't happen. That was something I was going to bring up as well. Um, I, I Like another highlight. I really liked that that uh, format of what we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think Because we've was. talked about doing that before for like E3, but it's just like back this is back when when I was in Australia um and the like a lot of those shows are on sometimes super early or super late at night yep. and just the energy behind that is like getting up at four o'clock in the morning or whatever and trying to do that yep. it's just like man it's hard it's rough um yeah but yeah Game Awards was like a really good time to perfect to do that one so I think it worked well yep uh yeah no that that I thought that was a pretty good one um although yeah explicitly doesn't work as a podcast because there was a lot of which was like like it's complimentary but like we were i think we were pretty upfront about that so yeah i think that worked out um von molotov writes any of the fog game ideas (laughs) uh which was that was some very early shit um Mm. including the racing game that deletes your save file if you crash so fog was fuck over gamers if i recall correctly uh-huh. and that That's was it. our game development studio that made games that uh that were designed to fuck with gamers so there was the racing game mm. that deleted save file if you ever crashed uh so you had to start all the way over again um but we but the idea was that it went really deep into the physics of the crash <laughs> so so that you were like you get to see like the soft body physics of the car like fucking crumpling and like then your dude would fucking like flop through the windscreen, like fucking just like ragdoll die. Um, and we'd go all the way in on that shit and then it would delete your save game and you'd have to start over again. Uh, <clears throat> the other, I think, classic was uh, The Jewel, which was a uh, point and click adventure game that I, I still wanted to make one day. Still my dream. Uh, hmm. With the, uh, the classic like CGA graphic style. Uh, and it was 1,000% a pixel hunt uh, where you couldn't move on to the next room if you hadn't clicked on every clickable thing on that screen. And uh, and all of it, like um, everything you clicked on was like full of detail and the next room would have uh, like mild questions, testing your knowledge of the previous room so you couldn't continue if you didn't have the right answers. And all of this... Uh, was an effort to lead into one of the fucking sloppiest shaggy joke, shaggy dog jokes of all time. Um, so that basically, yeah, it would uh, there would be no payoff for all of your effort. Um, and it was basically just a lol. Here's a fucking throwaway pun, um, and that was it. Uh, and. It was a genius. It was a genius idea, and yeah, everything Fog came up with, I think, was way ahead of its time. Um, mm, yeah. Now Kojima's making those games. Yeah, exactly. He's on Princess Beach. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Baz, uh, when I fought a knight in Dark Souls, JK, the time I bamboozled Job several episodes using phrases like <laughs> the one he just mentioned... Fortnite for life. That's pretty good. Uh, I was like, Fortnite? Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, he kept... Uh, Baz kept doing um, questions that were 
vaguely wordplay related uh mm. like fortnite related wordplay uh and um i it took me a long time to catch on the problem i think is that i i read the questions like live it's the first the time i'm reading them so like <laughs> there's no time for me to analyze them i'm mostly trying to work out how to fucking say them correctly uh without it like without mangling them i know for a long time we did letters where i would uh pronounce them exactly as they were spelled so if there were any typos uh i would pronounce the typos and then i'd rail against the person for sending in an email with typos of punctuation errors um yeah which i think scared a lot of people off from sending in emails but uh well what are you gonna do um no that was pretty classic baz um dangers writes when joe went on the oz gamers podcast and wouldn't stop talking about how revolutionary the daxter psp game was uh that doesn't sound like me dangers but uh i did love the daxter games and the jack games so i uh, never had jack of the daxter games if you will um dangers dangers did like the the baz thing with fortnite mm. Except he never, ever, like, gave up. <laughs> He's still going. He's still doing Jack and Daxter <laughs> things. Um, Von Molotov writes, When Joby's desktop background was changed over the course of the year without him noticing, I think, episode 196, which, yes, is the Gary, Gary Busey episode. Uh, and it is literally titled The One Year Prank. And uh, it was a mad... <laughs> I, I, my desktop background is blue. It's still blue. It's <laughs> flat blue to this day. I've been scarred. I do not have a fucking picture on my background anymore. It is <laughs> blank. Just so that I can tell if I'm being fucking pranked again on this shit. Um, yeah, world, world class. Um, Jacob the Arbiter writes, I just need an audio montage of the angriest moments in Job's rants. To be honest, I'm pretty sad he chilled out so much. Um, yeah. So uh, if you're if you're new-ish to the podcast, uh, I used to start every episode off with a rant about something that was uh, ticking me off each week. Uh, and uh, yeah. some, of, some of the pretexts for these rants were pretty fucking flimsy. Um, but some of them were, like, well-earned. Uh, like, you know... I, I was I was genuinely pissed off about something, um, but yeah, I uh, I'm like Slurms McKenzie now. I'm just I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Uh, You've wasted all that energy. I, I, it's gone from me. Uh, I don't have angry energy anymore. I've just got sad energy now. Um, no, but there, there were some good rants. I don't remember any mm. in particular, but I do think that there was a pretty juicy Diablo one that uh went on for quite some time uh and it was a you know, it was a pretty good idea um a pretty good way to start a podcast i thought um a good hook uh my 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 google just started fucking oh my <laughs> my phone just looked up hook <laughs> the film right. with robin williams um because i must have said something it's trying to get you angry something close to the uh <clears throat> the passphrase that starts my phone searching shit without me pressing anything 
Uh, Jacob mm. continues. Oh, and the game ideas from the early episodes, somewhere about it all. Yeah, that was our fog stuff. Uh, being called Jorb, I think it was in a oh. restaurant after an E3. Um, I remember Jormy. I remember Jormy at E3. Yeah. I went to Macca's to get breakfast at E3. Uh, ordered the McGriddle, which is still the greatest breakfast of all time. Uh, and on the fucking, oh, sorry, on the uh, on the receipt, mm. uh, it, they'd written my name, Jormy, G-E-O-R-M-I-E, which is under no circumstances, on, on, on no fucking planet, is Jormy a name. There is nobody called Jormy. But worse still, like I said, Job. I said Job. I didn't. There was no e sound. It's not like I was introducing myself as jo- Joby. So I don't know how yeah. they got Jormy, right? Like bananas. Absolutely wild. That one still fucking. That one still boggles my mind to this day. And I get a lot of different names. I get like I still get fucking tons of names. It's been a real trend on Twitter lately for people to be all like, oh, list all the ways people have said your name wrong. Or, oh, imagine having a name like fucking, they'll have like some fucking boring ass regular name. They'll be like, imagine having a name like Andrew and being called, a- a- I don't know, Andy or something. And you're like, yeah, I'm sure that's that's rough. Uh Oh, people, uh, well, <laughs> Andrew and people yeah. spell it A-N-D-R-O-O. And you're like, who gives a fuck? They still call you Andrew, right? Imagine your name is Job, motherfucker. Imagine you spent the last 37 years of your life being called fucking Job. Or not being called Job, you motherfuckers. Because nobody ever fucking says it. Anyway. Um, Jacob finishes with all the times Heath was wrong about something. Which is too many to fucking count. Uh, but uh, yeah, Heath... Heath's opinions were always, like, so amazingly mundane and also odd. Like, he just arrives at conclusions in the weirdest fucking way. And it is, it was like, that's why I was always glad to have him on the podcast. And still, until he got, like, stuck on playing racing games all the time. Like, I was really glad to have him on the podcast because he was, he just, I don't, I don't understand. Like, well, you brought the casual gamer mentality to it of like. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like. Okay. <laughs> he, he's like, he, he wasn't thinking about this, this shit on a deep level, but he yeah. was still talking about it at, like with the same fucking enthusiasm as us. And so it was like pure surface level and you're like. But how? How did you arrive there? I don't understand. It was very enlightening. He was wrong most of the time. Um, which is, yeah, pretty classic. Classic him. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's popping off. And that is the, that's all the moments we had listed. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. Uh, they are. That was some awesome moments. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a fun trip down memory lane. Hmm. Yeah, I'll chuck some clips in at some stage, and hopefully they'll nice. make sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any angry moments in there. I'll try and maybe I'll go back and see if I can find something. But there might have been one. I think the rugby league live one might. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure when that was. I think it was Rugby League Live 3. And I think I wasn't even mm. on the podcast. I think I, I like, <clears throat> phoned in to, like, add my bit. Yeah, I, I vaguely recall that you weren't on that one. And maybe we were talking about it without you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. That's sort of... But I think I'm pretty enough. sure yeah. I, I have phoned in. I, like, sent a clip of me ranting about it. So that might be... That might be a good one. All right, should we should we get into it then? Um, the regular, kick off with some regular podcasts. some regular stuff. And before we do, I'm just gonna toast to 500 episodes. Uh, oh, I don't have anything. Well, I feel like I've got uh, like zero alcohol Heineken in the fridge that someone has left here. That's probably about it. It sounds disgusting. Yeah. Or I'd be cracking open a bottle of wine. And, uh... I'll just go and ham on a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably wouldn't work out too well when my uh, wife returns from work. She knew what she was getting into. Anyway, uh... To 500 episodes. And here's to 500 more. Jeez. <laughs> We're at the halfway point. Maybe. That's my Yamazaki. I'm desperately low on the old Yamazaki. It's getting dangerous. Yeah. Anyway. Um, All right. Should we kick things off? Yep. Um, PUBG. Let's just go straight to that. Okay. Why not? It's Why the not? most probably talked about game on this podcast. It's a fitting way to, True. to, to kick it off. True. Um, Brand new update came out uh, last night. 6.1. No, update adds a new map. Karakin, um adds in a bunch of new mechanics. So that map in particular has destructible environments um, in relation to buildings that you can destroy. Yeah. and I haven't seen buildings destroyed, to be honest. Right. Um, so it's got to do with the black, the new black zone that they've put in there which is the red zone, but it's a lot smaller and it, uh, it like just decimates buildings. It destroys them completely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's in there and that seems to be like a random, like they've got set locations on the map, but it just randomly happens. Um, and then the other one is they've put in like basically areas on surfaces within these buildings that you can destroy using sticky bombs um so the way you'd kind of think about it is if you played like rainbow six siege and you put um like if there's a a breaching charge you want to put on a wall yeah it's sort of like that except this is specific walls you can only put them on yeah uh, to sort of make create extra entry points so yeah that is something that's, that's pretty new yeah, making new angles. Yeah. Um, Entry, exit points, or yeah, angles of attack. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, some of the other maps they've put in the glider, which we've talk- I think we've talked about before. Um, they've made some changes to uh, new season pass and audio fixes and that sort of stuff. But for the most part, the big big update is for the, the new map. Yeah. Um, and we had a chance to jump in last night for a few games despite us trying extremely hard to play that new map um we got three so the three ways, games on the new map we had, we had three games over the span of what three or four hours we played yeah 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 
Uh, and um, so the way to, the, the way it's working in Oceana at the moment is there is a um, like basically random map selection, and um, in other parts of the world, so the bigger regions like North America and Europe, they have two playlists. One is random max map selection, and the other is like featured map list, which is the new map. Right. Um, and so. If you want to play the new map, you can just click on the feature map list and you can basically jump in and play the new the new map. Or you can go play a selection of the old maps minus Vikendi, which they have removed from the rotation pool completely, which was the, the, the latest or the last map they put in, the snow map. Um, and so in Australia, at least, or Australia, New Zealand, um, you have to take a spin at just choosing the random map selection hoping you get something that you like yep. which in our case did not happen uh i think a lot i think i think it might have been under 10 percent of the time mm. like we got really lucky right at the end where we got two karakans in a row. row uh so that was two of our three uh but i was vaguely keeping track and we got miramar nine times uh, we got Sandhawk four times. We got Erangel seven times. So I think three amongst all of that is like sub 10%. Um, mm. I was surprised we got Sandhawk as, as little as we did, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So the new map. Yeah. the the When we landed uh on the new map for the first time there was a black zone mm-hmm. literally on us when we landed immediately immediately like as i landed yeah. yeah like we had to run out of a fucking black zone and without any guns i didn't have a gun no because i was like i need to leave yeah uh and i didn't see any buildings get destroyed it seemed like a, i didn't look behind i think me. it has to be like a fucking direct hit on the top of the building or something i think it must be like very specifically yeah. triggered i don't think it's like i thought i think we were sort of imagining it was going to be like firestorm in battlefield 5 where buildings can sort of just be fucking destroyed but that's not the case at all uh and it's it's very much it seems very much like a on off type thing uh mm. where a building is either on or it's off uh and i don't i because i haven't seen a building get destroyed i don't know if you've got time to get out of a destroyed building or if you're like on the ground floor and it's four stories tall or some shit if it just immediately collapses and you die or what like i'm not sure how that works but it would be a fucking like it was if if it had destroyed like it's good that it didn't because everyone's been talking about the loot situation on karakin and I haven't had a problem with finding guns uh, or gear, uh, but I have had a real problem. Uh, like, my first game, I didn't have any problems with finding meds. But in our second game, uh, I spent... I had fucking 20, 20 bandages and no first aids and no boosts. And I must have spent, like, fucking, I don't know, 80% of that game running... And bandaging because i was either in the blue uh without boosts it, the blue doesn't tick hard enough for it to be that big a deal but if you're yeah. under fire you've got to do like you've got to get yourself up to enough health to actually live through being shot once uh and so yeah i had to bandage up um and then continue running i didn't even have a first aid like i never had a first aid no boosts uh i couldn't like 
I didn't have the fucking weaponry to clap back at the people shooting at me um, because I didn't have any fucking scopes. I was like iron sights only. And that's, I think the scope situation is the the biggest one. Like, I don't mind if the best you can get on that map, because it's the smallest map in PUBG. I don't mind if the best you can get is a 3 by. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think people need a fucking... Like, we don't need, like, 8 buyers and 6 buyers and shit uh, on hmm. that map. I think that would that would probably turn each game into a bit of a fucking nightmare. If that, that last game we played and won... If those dudes in the middle of the field had had fucking six buys or eight buys, they could have been picking us off, off while we were on that fucking mountain. Um, mm. But instead, right, because, like, they could have been picking us off if they had a three buy as well, but, like, we would have... They would have... Had a chance. Yeah, we would have been able to shift, right? Uh, with a eight buy, good like, good players just don't miss. Like, with a three, play, three buy, there is... That, that adjustment period exists. That adjustment, um, like, system exists. Uh, even the best players struggle with a three or two by at at that sort of range at, like, 400 to 500 metres. Uh, they just don't. They don't with a six or eight by. They're just mm-hmm. going hit, to hit their shots. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't think it needs to be fucking... You know, even if they capped it out a four by or whatever, I wouldn't have a fucking problem with that. But, yeah, yeah. I... I do have a problem with not being able to get a fucking RDS or a hollow. Uh, and I do have a problem with having to run around and spend an entire game with just bandages. I think that's kind of ridiculous. It's out of control. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, that first game, um, we got pretty lucky with the circle. Although the circle was enti- like over the entirety of the entire, like the fucking map, everywhere on the map was inside the circle. Yeah, it's pretty much no matter where you land on that map, if you're not in the circle for the most part, um, you're gonna be in. Yeah. Like there, there was a situation later on where we played a, a in our second game, on our third, yeah, where literally half the circle was off the map. An entire half of the circle was like when we say off the map, I'm not talking it was over the water. I'm talking. It literally was over a portion of like the the game world that didn't exist when you pressed M. Like it was cut yeah. off. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm okay with that. Oh my uh, god! Wait, no, wait. Let, let me make my point. Okay. I'm okay with that if the tick damage is high enough because that forces you to get into the circle. Yeah. As opposed to sitting outside the circle, which I think the tick damage is is broken at this stage. Yeah, uh, it's way too low. Like the game, you would literally run out like half of the circle you ran around outside the zone. Yeah, and didn't take any damage like at all. And it was like twenty people left at that stage. Yeah, it's uh. So I think it's a good speed. I think it's a really good speed in terms of like the um enclosure. Mm. So you can out you can basically outrun that circle pretty easily. Uh, but it's not doing enough damage. It needs to tick really hard, and that'll force players into the circle. Whereas if you get like that um, that circle we got where it's half off the map, I think you just need to move. Like, you need to get in. Maybe not the first or, or second circle, but at least the third or four needs to hurt pretty bad. Like, give players a chance to get in on that first one. Like, have them move. Um but I think that's the big problem they've got at the moment. I'm okay with having a really quick game, like a fast-paced, like, get in and get out, yeah. 10, 15 minute. Because that feels like what they're going for. They're going for the, um, 
maybe like the Apex Legends it sort does of feel speed. Like they're going for Apex Legends speed, yeah. Yeah, um, where you kind of like on the run, on the run all the time, which is something in between. Um, like Sanok is is it's fast, but it's not like you still got time to stop and loot and run around and whatnot. Whereas this one, it feels like you're constantly moving the entire time. I don't um, like it. Yeah, it's not PUBG. I mean, I said the same thing about fucking Sandhawk, but it's 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 not PUBG. Like, that's not what you're playing PUBG for. So the idea that I'm now forced to play half the maps that I'm forced to play are not PUBG. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's very good. I don't think I don't think they really understand what they're they're trying to do. I don't, I don't like. I think they know what they want to achieve. I just don't think they should want to achieve that. Yeah, they, they to me it feels like they're just stumbling their way through, yeah. trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, uh, like they've got this test server that they've running, they've been running the map on for the last week. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the feedback from that map hasn't been incorporated into the mode. Yeah, uh, like I guess the big one was the loot issue yeah. that a lot of people were talking about. Um, and in the patch notes, it basically flat out says like we've taken your feedback from the the test server and we'll implement those changes in the future patch. Like, but that that's the point of some of like to test Why these mechanics and see if they work. Yeah. And if if it's not working, then don't put the update out. Like, uh, and it was at a stage where it was broken. I had I had the game crash on me like, maybe two or three times. Um, yeah, while we were playing. I, I the, no, I have the death crash, cam wasn't yeah. working yep. um, properly. Like it was displaying the wrong information when you were viewing people, uh, or it just wouldn't show you the death cam at all. It'd be like in the middle of the field. I have one where, uh, oh, sorry, it happened to me twice where I accidentally pressed death cam after realizing it was broken, uh, where it would just like constantly load or it would just crash. Um, they have since patched that, yep. but that was you know, 12 hours after these issues, like, should have been picked up on a test server. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, man, it just seems like they're not taking any of the feedback or, or issues that are in the test server because, like, people were saying, like, hey, these these problems that we're having in the proper release were in the test server. Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, it was on the front page of Reddit and nothing's being done with this, this issue. I just don't know what they're using it for. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it seems to be uh, like that. That initial, um, I think the tick damage is the the biggest problem at the moment for yep. that specific map. If they want to go for that, like that style of play, making it really fast paced, um, that's one area they need to improve. And the other one that I noticed was the terrain. Certain areas in the terrain where I would be trying to walk down a cliff or something, and it's just too steep, and so your guy would just kind of like ski across the ground and then you hit the floor and then take a yeah. chunk of damage like an area that looked like you could climb it just is not like you, you can't, you can't have mountains that aren't fucking walk upable in a map that is fucking smaller than a postage stamp that doesn't make any fucking sense and it's also not fucking clearly defined because the, the textures on the ground aren't significantly different like in other games like think about fucking skyrim right the parts you're not supposed to like walk up 
are look like yeah, yeah. like look like they're not climb upable daisy they're a different shades like or fucking like, that. More, like armor obviously did it but like yeah they they have like a gravel texture or something to indicate that you can't walk up here and shit no that's not the case here there's just parts like it feels like they didn't even fucking like who made this fucking map did they make it in fucking speed tree at a fucking boop 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 we got we got a place to be people we're like, I'm, I'm a level designer for PUBG and I'm working for fucking three hours this year and that is fucking it. Bing, bang, boom. There's my fucking level. Uh, it's two by two um, because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the fucking pace of Sandhawk with the tension of Miramar. And apparently in this case, the tension of Miramar is sand. Uh, and that's it. Like, you'll fucking, you'll love this. You'll love this. Don't worry about it. Oh, have you playtested it? Nah, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, fucking, I used, uh, what was that fucking, remember that game? Was it Populous? Black and white, maybe? Where you can, like, do mm-hmm. terrain editing on the fly? I'm like, yeah, I just fucking chuck a mountain over there and some fucking bunkers or whatever the fuck. And there's a city that you can blow up. And who gives a fuck? Let's go. Let's go to the pub. Right, yeah. Like, fucking... Yeah, they didn't even fucking... Like, how the fuck are there parts you can't walk up on the fucking mountains? Like, how are they not rounded out? That's my... It's just... It's fucking so fucking shoddy. It's just... Terrible. I, like... I'm gonna keep playing for a little bit, but it, honest to God feels like this might be it for... Like, I might have to take a break for PUBG again. Because if, if I am going to get dumped into, like, if I can't find something I like in Karakin, if it t- turns out it's another Sandhawk, uh, like, it feels like Sandhawk again to me, and I'm I'm feeling like it might already, I, I just, I don't want to play Sandhawk. And I, and I don't want to play Sandhawk 2 now things are smaller. So, yeah, I might have to take a break for PUBG, like, hmm. which sucks. My I'm my biggest really issue like with and anyway, I, I like my biggest issue with Sanok is the I think it's too noisy because of the grass. Visually, like, that's noisy, the yeah. like. There's too much going on. Like you can't, you just can't d- distinguish like what is a person and what is grass on a hill because there are just so many sight lines in that yeah that map. So if something's someone's really close to you, it's just like you, you can't see anything. Um, yeah. Whereas at least on this map. There's not a lot of that. It's it's pretty barren in terms of the the terrain. Um, there's a lot of giant bushes, which I'm surprised. Like that could be something we try. We just sit in a fucking bush, yeah. like the whole team, yep. and just uh, ambush somebody. Because um, the bushes in that that map are enormous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I like I'm still keen to play more. It's not as bad as what I thought it was going to be in terms of like the camping aspect. Um, I still don't understand the the bullet penetration and being able to blow up bits of the wall. Like, I don't understand why that is there because they seem to be in spots that don't really... Like, they don't add much. It's just kind of inside of, like, a specific room. It's not like... It's not like um, Siege where you can basically destroy, like, entire walls and rooms and pretty much... The majority of stuff that you can see in that game, you could that's not like an external wall, mm. like anything internally, you can basically destroy. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is just like this specific wall in this building has a couple of holes in it, and so you can shoot through it. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like there's any reason for that to be there, other than to give like a camper more of an advantage to like hide in a corner and shoot someone as they come up the stairs. 
Because yeah. that seemed to be where like a lot of those were, were that I came across. Like, oh, it's on the left-hand side of a stairwell. Like, you're not going to be able to react quick enough to try and figure out like where this person is. And it's just like, a, I, don't, I just don't understand why it's in there at this sort of um, current state. I don't know it's if you saw my Twitter me. though, but I got a wallbang kill in our first mm. game on Karakin. I know you're talking about it, but I haven't seen it yet. It was pure Rainbow Six shit. Like, he's just like, well, I'm 90% sure there's someone through this fucking wall, so I'll just fucking empty into it. And they just obviously didn't work out that they could do the same thing. The It fall, fell apart for me because there was a third guy. There were like fucking three dudes hiding in the one fucking wall, uh, in the one fucking room. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why are they so... Like, if I'd known there were three of them in there, I would have just thrown a fucking explosive in there or some shit. Like, just fucking done it that way instead of, like, I'm like, oh, yep, second knock. And my problem was you guys were fighting someone outside. On the street. We were fighting the guys that were fighting them. Yeah, it turns out it was a completely different fucking team. Uh, and I thought it was just the rest of the team. I thought it was, like, they were 2-2 two, two split. And so I'm like, yep, two knocks. Well, time to finish. And then there's a fucking third dude coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and yeah, it was quite the surprise. They got me. They got me good. But otherwise, mm. it would have been pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of good games on. We played Miramar and Erangel quite a bit as well. Yeah. We had a good, a real good one on Miramar. That was fucking bananas. That game was fucking nuts. We had good movement on that one. Like, real good movement. I, like, lucky as well definitely lucky because i should have been fucking dead uh but i revived you like three twice jerk Uh, someone else revived you then (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like i i we went into the like there were three teams left and i didn't have a fucking vest anymore um like i was completely out of i and i didn't have the opportunity i killed the second last team um, it was just one dude in a ghillie. I, no, I didn't get the kill, did I? I think I got fucking robbed. Um, but I didn't have time to run out and uh, grab the vest off him either. Because uh, I was... like even, even after that, I had to heal back up again. Uh, oh, yeah, I got dropped, right? So I got dropped by the, th- the team that came third. Uh, even though I emptied deep into this dude... JC got me back up. Uh, Jordan mm. got me back up. And uh, I had to heal on the spot. The circle was coming in. We weren't in the circle. And so I healed. And then while I was running back in, I lost about 80% of the health that I'd healed for. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, we get in the circle and it's at the crest of a hill. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to fucking power in and you guys can fucking spot the other person. Uh, based on when they shoot me because I'm like I'm fucking dead like this is done I don't have a vest I've got no health and I just fucking sprinted sp- straight through the middle of the fucking circle and nobody shot me for some reason uh, and so I just bandaged up bandaged up bandaged bandaged yeah. bandaged and because uh, they were sitting at a different crest on the edge of the circle yeah and where we ran into basically like, like a dip in the middle of the circle um and that was their problem is they didn't stop us from getting into that dip because they had cover. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden now we had a bit more of an advantage because it can be 
I don't know. Like it can be sometimes easier for us as a, like as a player to shoot uphill depending yeah. on your situation. You can see a lot easier. And if you do start getting hit at and you hit the other person, like you've got cover at that stage yep. and they don't. Yeah. Um, and they, so what they were doing was they started looping around towards the, the east side of the circle, um, which was more like an uphill. And when they were doing that, they could then see me. And so we were getting in a fight, but the other two guys are still in that crest towards like you, cause you're in the, uh, like the west side of that circle. Yeah. West. More like the southwest. And, um, yeah. And so they, they immediately started shooting at you and the guys that I was shooting at, he sort of backed off a little bit. And that's when, um, we basically, I think you got a knock or something and, and no, I think JC, yeah, someone got a knock and then that forced the other guy to come back. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, like I went up the hill and he was just standing there, like looking at you guys. So I just started nailing into both of them. Yeah. And by that stage, it was too late. Like, they had moved in the bad, like a wrong position. They should have stayed where they were. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so we got that chickadee. And we got a chickadee in our third game of Karakin as well. We got third in our first one. Um, but Jai had to leave. Uh, and I think he suicided. Which, uh, in, like, it was my impression that his running out into the open field is what drew fire on the like you other two as well because it, it felt like they acquired you guys as targets after that um mm. so yeah um i i i felt like you probably could have gotten the win in that game uh it was tough because they were at the top of the fucking top of two separate mountains on either side of you but um yeah still i still thought you could, guys could have gotten because fucking the dudes on the left of you were just fucking potato as fuck they weren't hitting anything um and the guys on the right had to were being forced to move but once they had like they just had you guys too flush to allow you to get away with moving in once Jai moved out the cover right drew their drew their focus um but yeah um the third game yeah that game was nuts we were in like we was that the game where like half the circle was out of the fucking off the map I think that was that that game because we were like the blue was ticking us and I'd I'd looted a fucking I'd looted one building at the time like I'd only looted one building and the blue had already arrived I'm like what the fuck is going on and we'd landed in uh, an area that like three other teams had dropped in as well yeah but we had really good um we we'd sort of landed away from everybody else yeah. And then we started moving as a pack sort of around the edge of the circle. And then that's when we were like, we'll just leave. Let's just leave these guys. The circle is here. <laughs> yeah. And so we just ran along the beach. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just basically rotated around trying to stay in the circle as much as possible with dick mm. all fucking gear uh, the entire fucking time uh, until, until well, basically we ran up on another team. Um, Squirrel ran and face checked the other team, which was super dumb. But um, I think he just wasn't paying a lot of attention uh, because we were pretty certain they were they were there. We were pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because I spotted a guy yeah. earlier. Uh, but Squirrel still ran straight through them and got fucking destroyed. We ripped them up, uh, and we actually like the most. I think the most gear I got 
prior to one other thing happening. But the most gear I got was off their corpses. Like, I'm like, mm. fucking, this is it. Christmas has come. Because I didn't have the fuck. I ran into that fight with a fucking vector and 40 fucking bullets. Uh, like, I, did, I didn't have my secondary weapon. I, I think it was like a fucking UMP. And I had one clip for it. Because I didn't have mm. time to fucking loot. Uh, I had like level one gear and all this kind of shit. And then, yeah, so we we basically held that fucking ridge line for as long as we could, um, trying to force uh, players to stay out of the zone for as long as possible uh, yeah. so we could loot those bodies. And then while we were moving in, we got a bit gifted. Uh, we got two crates that, like a double drop of crates, landed on the beach near us, like a, about 100 meters away. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, we went and fucking hit those crates and I got an M249 and actual level three gear out of it. Um, I believe Tr Trigger didn't grab the AWM. Yeah, it had a AWM and something else in it. But I don't think it like had a scope. scope. And I said scope? you take it because... Oh, okay. I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it didn't fire the AWM. I don't think, right. I don't think I heard it go. Uh, but I used the M249. Uh, that was fucking good. I love the M249. I'm su such a fan. It fucking rips. Um, yeah, so I, I used that and I had level three gear. And yeah, we basically just, we managed to like just pants one team. They held, they held this little tower thing for way too long uh, while we pushed up along the beach. And by the time I got, I got like fucking... 20 meters away with the M249 and there's just once someone's that close with that weapon it's so hard to do anything unless you fucking especially if they're in all level 3 this it's such a scary proposition because they never have to reload so you can't go on the refrag uh, you basically just have to fucking weather the storm of 100 fucking bullets and they've got armor for days and yeah so mm. I, I ate a bunch of shit um, but I managed to down one and I took the other dude down to like fucking 5% uh, and he managed to drop me. Um, but JC got me back up and there was just one guy left. Got me back up, I healed up and then we just hard fucking pincered the dude. We like surrounded him, the three of us left. Uh, and yeah, we got the cheeky D. Um, it was basically a race to get that last kill. He was fucked. Um there was no, my, no no question in my mind that we were going to win that game. And we did. It was good. Um, so, yeah. Good cheeky D. Uh, and, yeah. Bit of wall bang action. But, yeah. Otherwise, I'm not that crazy. Like, the pace of that game was still not what I wanted. Like, I'm happy to get a uh, chicken dinner. Uh, I'm happy to win. But it's... Yeah, I don't it's wanna, very fast. I don't want to be running from fucking nothing to nothing to nothing constantly i just don't find that fun like i i do see the appeal in making do with what you've got but it feels bad to go into a firefight with vastly inferior gear and then come off come up short uh, like it just feels like there's not much you can do about that that's mm. not something that positioning can fix that's not something that like better aim can fix you can't out shoot someone like the dude's trying to out shoot me with an m249 like they did it because they like there was two of them but i still managed to down one and did so much damage to the other that 
JC Trigger was able to come in with the fucking refrag in and like yeah. in a heartbeat. Like it was instant. I think they were one bullet away from death. Like what are you supposed to do there? Like you're out of yeah. that's so fucking lopsided. So desperately lopsided. And I know people complain that everyone always has level two gear in, in endgame fights in like the bigger maps, but that's even. That that is fine. That means that they played the like It'd be like complaining about Dota matches, like ending with like one team having more levels or something, right? Like, no, they played the laning phase correctly so that they get to have that stuff. They get to have that gear and those levels and those skills, right? Like, that's how the fucking game works. That's how yeah. the loot phase works in PUBG. Everyone walks into the final fucking circle with level two gear or maybe level three gear if they risked it for the biscuit. But, like, that's it. That's the fucking game, right? But walking in, yeah, if, if you're walking into the final fucking circle with, like, fucking four bandages, uh, a UMP with uh, iron sights and, like, 12 bullets and level one armor, right? Mm. Like, that's that's not making it's do with fuck. what you've got. You're, like, you're fucking walking into Armageddon with like holding up a fucking dildo and asking the demons of hell to fucking cram it into you like you you're fucked mm. yeah and and that's some of the things that the other battle rails have addressed like the apex and the the uh call of duty blackout of of giving players ways to get into that last fight like even if they have decided to engage with other teams they're still coming in even by being able to repair yeah. your armor yeah. or um, I guess the armor is the big one right if, if, and it's something we talked about that they implemented in, in Call of Duty but like the armor repair kicks, kits with the um, in that game and then Apex put it in with the like the batteries that you can recharge your shields with and so it's rewarding those teams that are engaging and then are getting into these fights because they're ultimately have a better chance of coming across like oh this person has a level you know a purple shield or they've got a gold shield or you know they've got a you know purple helmet or whatever um but they've they've finished that fight they've won and it's not like they're getting out of that fight in a worse situation uh, maybe they'll get some med kits and whatnot and maybe one of the guys will have a half fucked level three vest mm. but there's a chance that you're coming out of that with a or like a bad level three, two vest or something like that um and so those games address that problem by having these repair being able to repair your stuff yeah. and because this 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 um map in particular is so fast paced if you get into those types of fights and you don't have time to loot or you don't have time to check a building to see if there's a new piece of armor you're sort of disadvantaged going into the team that's been sitting in a building for yeah that's been the circle the whole time and, yeah and had all the time um, in the world to loot and so yeah they've got all their their gear they had a whole city to fucking loot through and whatever the fuck and yeah they don't have to rush from the circle or whatever the fuck it's just too many layers of rng right yeah whereas the team that has done that in apex legends if they're the, they're the type of team that's gonna like oh we're gonna sit in this building the entire game they're most likely not gonna have that purple gold gear because they haven't been out there yeah. getting rid of other teams that have get gotten drops or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, you know, they haven't found the AWM that's in a crate and all yep. that sort of thing. And sometimes that'll happen. Like you come across a team that's got the AWM, but their 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 gear is all fucked. <laughs> um, yeah. And so yeah, the, the pace is weird. So I think the the buffing the loot might fix that a little bit. Yeah. By um giving like everybody a lot Making of that, that shit to like, just- they need to reduce the time of the f- loot phase right if, if it is going to be like that then the loot phase needs to be fucking real short so that you are running from the first fucking city the first two buildings you manage to get into mm. uh with something right um yeah they need to yeah i think that's because yeah the loot phase can be any length of time right mm-hmm. for fucking for the third person crew for crimson and fucking the boys or crimson in particular the, the loot phase is 28 minutes long i think and then <laughs> finally he's ready to start shooting cunts but like like most people yeah the loot phase is maybe the first like five to ten minutes of the game uh, of, of a round where you land in somewhere with loot and then you find the loot you battle whoever else is there uh, and then, yeah, you acquire whatever loot is there and you move into the circle. You move into, like, you then move into the positioning phase and then you move into the final circle phase um, where positioning phase is you acquiring the best possible positioning to put yourself in a position to win around. Like, for example, you're an Erangel, 90% of the map is, like, on the fucking other side of Pachinki, uh, you're like, maybe if we go take this hill, uh, we'll be in a good position to move in either direction should it go that way. And then the uh, the way the circle moves is to specifically <laughs> fuck <laughs> you and you alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, that's, that might have happened to us. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It was a good call at the time. Until it was. I, I think to I, give us the five percent chance of it actually landing in the worst spot, and it did. <laughs> right, like in poker terms, I think you you'd bet on that hand, right? Like, mm. and then yeah, like, but there's never a hundred percent, or there's rarely a hundred percent hand in poker. So yeah, we just sort of, what are you going to do? Um, the other dudes had pocket aces, I guess, right? Like, we were just sort of fucked. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Like, honestly, though, I come back to the, the fact that if it is going to be the way it is, I don't I don't want to play PUBG if I'm going to have to ditch from half of every map. Because it's, it's it's not just the experience of requeuing all the time. It's the, it's the experience of making my teammates do that as well. Like, I don't want to feel like a giant wet blanket for making them uncue for a map all the time I, re- I already feel bad about like half the time i'll play sandhawk even though i fucking hate it just because i don't want to make people requeue again I f- it feels very selfish but like that's gonna be so much worse if half the maps are fucked and yeah, so I don't want to fucking put my teammates through that so like maybe the better solution is to just not fucking play it Maybe that's mm. what it is. Maybe we just need Call of Duty to bring out its fucking battle royale mode already. Choppity yeah. chop. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. All right, should we move on? Um, yep. Uh, talked about that for a while. Rainbow Six. 
Yep. Rainbow Six Siege released uh, its its first a, a brand new map in a limited time mode uh, stadium. It's a fucking rad map. Uh, it's you played in unranked, which is a bit odd, uh, but it's so much fun. This map. Have you played it at all? Nope. It's it's a like yeah, it's a brand new map, uh, and it's made up of parts of a couple of different maps all sort of stitched together. It's this one right. kill house set in the middle of a stadium. But the really fucking cool thing is it's got all these like bulletproof see-through walls. Oh. And so it changes the information game wildly. And I love it so much. There's so much you can do with this information. Uh, and it becomes like a, a game of like relay and communication, communicating that information as best possible to provide your teammates with the most amount of information so they can get the frag uh because like you like there's one particular points like on b on the uh what's it called dormitory bomb site uh on b uh you can literally see down a massive hallway uh and you can see them they can see you neither of you can do anything about it and so it becomes this like standoff while you're trying to tell your teammate where they need to go to get the fucking kill and what they need to look out for and stuff like that and yeah so that's fucking rad um it's a it's like it's a really cool map um just a lot of it does a lot of little things really well um like interesting engagement areas um they've like blocked a lot of like you're still able to the cheeky run out but it's not an immediate thing you've got to like move uh, a little way so you can make the run out but like at the same time peaks happen and so you got to be hyper aware of where peaks might be coming from but they're also very easy to fucking deal with there's not like a billion fucking windows there's just a couple of key windows that allow a defender to like peak on certain choice entry spots uh but if uh, like uh, a vigilant attacker will be paying attention to that shit and won't get caught out and so there's there's another element of the information game where you gotta you know not you know not play your hand too soon as a defender trying for the peak uh and Hmm. at the same time as a as an entry player on the offense you've got to be paying a lot of attention like listening out for the noise while paying attention to uh setting up your fucking entry and stuff and so yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on there and yeah you just wind up in a situation where uh, a lot of stuff tends to work really well um and like you can like habana your way to a significant victory even though you don't open a hole all the way into a site like you just open up some reinforced like a, a few small holes and and you're in or you can just bust in uh into a room and like try to you know stop the enemy from getting in uh and and force them on like to retake on the bomb it's always bomb because it's uh, unranked and yeah the amount of awesome like bomb plants i've had these tense like moments where you get the bomb down and you're like oh god like i'm sure they're coming and then you just manage to get it down manage to get out the window 
and then you just hit the deck underneath the window while a fucking hail of gunfire goes and then you fucking get up on the crouch and like run around the corner so that you can like make sure you don't get murdered and then you just got to stall uh and yeah i'm thinking about one in particular on a on i think it's called office um and yeah you put it down at that window and you can basically just fucking i i like to i'll do it as havana and i've got flashes as my secondary and so i'll i'll clear out a using a habana hole and then i will go in plant at the window itself and then i'll get outside throw a bunch of flashbangs like three flashbangs through the window uh usually with my habana i've taken out any jaegers uh throw a bunch of flashbangs through the window to stall them and then i'll run back over to my habana hole and i can see the majority of the fucking uh the bomb site through my habana hole and so mm. when they try to entry frag they're expecting me over the window but i'm in this fucking habana hole and i just fucking cut them down it's fucking rad it's like really cool um yeah uh there's that um uh, you get a lot of like i've been getting a lot of dickheads but that's sort of it honest to god feels like it's sort of just siege things uh and they introduced a new battle pass for the road to six invitational and yep. it required three wins in a row like win three matches in a row and it i i think i don't understand how they didn't expect it to make things more toxic because it absolutely made things super toxic people were just being shitheads to one another and it was garbage um yeah it wasn't it wasn't good people were just being jerks like anytime it looked like they were losing people were like fucking raging out uh i wasn't paying i'm not paying attention to the battle pass i only looked at the like what the battle pass required after i asked why my casual games kept having people quit and it's because they didn't want to like have the loss uh they were trying to avoid the loss and right. so people were just quitting and so i had like i think it was like four games in a row of casuals and this isn't on the new maps on old maps so i went back to unranked but i have four games in a row where uh i was the only person who started on my team i was the only person who started that round uh that map uh and everyone else had rotated in after others quit and i also had a bunch not in a row but just a bunch of games where i would join uh like halfway through round two in a game where there was like one person left against a five stack mm. uh, because everyone on the team I joined had died and, and left. And then when we went to round three, half the people had, had left as well because they didn't want the loss. So we were like 3v5 on round three. So my casual experience is matchmaking for fucking 50 seconds into watching someone play a round into um, a round we're absolutely going to lose and then we lose like once we've lost three nothing that's it like it's just a terrible experience it's like they haven't fucking thought any of this shit through it just hmm. feels bad and i don't understand it sometimes it really does feel like they're trying to make the game more toxic like it feels like that's their intent because nobody's this like it's 
accidentally inept out the fucking wazoo otherwise like just how did you not think this was going to happen it already people already leaving casuals all the fucking time so what did you think was going to happen when you directly incentivize them to avoid losses it's just stupid yeah but anyway stadium is an awesome map and though i should make it a permanent map i would i would prefer to play stadium over fucking most of the maps i think it's really well created uh call outs are easy um information games on point yeah it's a really good map yeah anyway if you've got right, Rainbow Six, check, you it should check it out yeah i don't i haven't haven't heard anything about it except for you mentioning it you didn't know it was a thing now you do um Crunker. I've been playing Crunker some more. Uh, Crunker's the game. Crunker.io on your web browser is a shooter. Uh, I've stopped playing the regular games. It's just a bit dull. It's just a regular old deathmatch. Uh, I'm now playing like the custom games and they've got like infected mode and stuff like that. It's just a bit of fun. Uh, it's worth checking out. If you've got like, if your computer is capable of running a web browser, um, yeah, go to Crunker.io and go to custom ma- maps in the server browser. And you can my favorite is infected and it's classic infected mode one person one or two people depending on how many people are in the server start as zombies and if they touch you uh you become a zombie you change to their team and uh everyone else it's it's like cod zombies like each map Mm. is created with these like you gotta get a certain amount of points that you can then use to open up a door and the door allows you to get to the next portion of the map. And uh, yeah, eventually you can get to a point where you can escape. And that's how the humans win if they manage to escape. But it's a lot of effort. And the only way to open up doors is by killing zombies. And so there's like this balancing act of trying to get as many kills as possible, but trying to make sure other people have kills so they can buy better weapons and open up doors and stuff like that. And you want to buy the weapons, you want to open the doors and you got to fucking the balancing act. All that shit. It's really entertaining. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit of fun. Um, I like it. Uh, Slay the Spire. Uh, I was inspired by maybe Raisty, I think. Raisty, uh, said there was a fourth act added in November of 2018 that I had no idea about because I'd basically just given up as trying to play as the uh, the warrior class in uh, the Ironbreaker in Slay the Spire. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there's a fourth act. Um, so you go through three acts usually and I guess there's a fourth one. So I went and finished the game as Ironbreaker and now I've now finished the game as each of the each of the classes. Uh, mm. But it just reminds like fucking hell. That's That's... That'd be my, I'm going to play a game for a little bit game. If, if I could actually turn it off once I start a game, but I have so much difficulty turning it off once I start a game. I'm like, I'll just do this next. I'll just do this next battle. I'll just see what, I'll see what's in this next door. Uh, This question mark. See what, I'll see what's, what's hiding behind this. And then something will happen. I'll be like, oh, I got to test this out. And then, yeah, fucking three hours have passed. I'm like, well, I've pissed away my entire day playing Slay the Spire. 
another successful run. Um, yeah, it's fucking spectacular. It's a fucking awesome game. If it ever comes out on mobile, I think I said this last week. If it ever comes out on mobile, I'm fucking, I'm done. I am done. It would be so good on mobile. I don't know if, I don't know why it isn't, but yeah, it's amazing. Check it out. Sure. Yep. Um, so I've been playing a tiny bit of Hades. Oh, the, yeah. um, it's an early access game. Uh, from the creators of Bastion, Transistor, and uh, their most recent game was Pyre. Um, this one is more in the same sort of style as their earlier games, so Transistor and Bastion, like this top-down isometric RPG sort of hack-and-slash system, or hack-and-slash games, um, whereas this one is more of a like dungeon-crawler, um, uh, roguelite sort of, sort of game where you work your way through a dungeon, you die, and then you start again. But each time you go through, you, you're gaining knowledge and you're gaining um, extra powers and abilities to sort of level you up. Yep. And so you use that to progress through the game. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it. I've played maybe three runs so far. Yep. Uh, the first one is very like tutorial. Like you kind of play through it and you see how far you can get. And then you're introduced to the the death mechanic where you die and then you come back alive and you've got to spend your, your currency to level up and introduce to all these characters and then you go through a second time and that's kind of like the loop that it throws you into. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm digging it so far. It's, it feels really good. The art style is very reminiscent of those, uh, their first two games, like the same sort of look as like a Bastion or... Um, I'd probably say more Bastion than Transistor. Yeah. I feel like Bastion was very, like, colorful and very, like, a lot of lot going on in the environments and that sort of stuff, whereas Transistor was a bit cleaner, I think. Um, but you can still definitely see elements of Transistor in there with, uh, with that art style. But, yeah, for the most part, I'm digging it so far. I think it's really good combat, um, interesting mechanics. I'm... I'm not sure like how far along in the early access sort of stage they're at. Like if it's playable from start to finish, like, do you know? Cause I know you played it a bunch. Um, I believe, uh, it is, it is finishable. Uh, mm. I haven't finished it. It, it. You are capable of finishing it now, uh, but yeah. they still got story stuff that they need to add, uh, yep. to round that out. Uh, there's still another weapon, and I think, like, the gods are uh, maybe 85% done. There's a couple more to add. So, yeah, yeah, you could finish the game, but um, you wouldn't have experienced all of the game. Yeah. But it's yeah. sort of the same style as, like, um, like Dead Cells. When, yeah. it was, when we first jumped into that, you, you sort of play it from start to finish. And as development went along, they started adding more features and weapons and mechanics in the game. So... Um, yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, interested to like, I, I've, it's been on my radar for some time, but I always thought like, I'll wait and wait and see how it goes. Um, and they just released, released like a, a winter update last month. Yep. Um, so I thought I'd jump in and just check that out. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun so far. It's, it's sort of my type of roguelike game, um, with, a really slick art style i think the art style and the um just the way it's sort of like 
the style, like how it's portrayed. Like when you die and it's got that really slick like death screen, it says like you died type thing, but the way it's done yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, and this, like the way you are sort of resurrected out of like a pool of blood and yeah, it just like it, it's just using this type of style that it's going for. It looks very cool. So yeah, I'm definitely keen to play more of that one as uh, as they keep rolling out some updates, but... I've reinstalled it, but I can't work out what I was doing last time. So I'm, I'm having a real problem getting back into it. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm finding that quite tricky. Uh, right. And I got I got back up to the second boss uh, and couldn't, for the life of me, remember how the fuck I was supposed to do it. So I just got fucking pantsed. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like I, I've taken a a big step backwards in terms of my uh Hades knowledge. Yeah. But um, um yeah. What's it's, your it's very cool. what's your thoughts on like the different weapons? Have uh, you unlocked or used them? Because no. I unlocked the the bow and arrow and I started using it. I'm like, I don't like the feel of this. Um I think when I got it it was if if there were other weapons, they weren't implemented fully yet and so i didn't right. get them i didn't use them yeah i mm. think but yeah i so. thought it might have been like um dead cells where you pick up a like you've got two weapons in that game and you can sort of alternate between like grenades as well but this feels like it's just the one weapon and then you've got like your casting ability um and so when i picked up that bow and arrow it just didn't feel yeah. like this type of game that i wanted to play um like a ranged game. I just kind of wanted to bash things. So I don't know. Maybe I need to check it out. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's it. Is it? Um, I think it is. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Should we do some news? Yes. Oh, no. Doom. We can talk about Doom. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I guess everyone's doing Doom previews at the moment. and uh, Doom Eternal. Yeah. Doom Eternal previews at the moment. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's a hot topic. Everyone's excited about it. Um, we were, uh, I guess, every time Doom stuff comes up, I get fucking uh, messaged by uh, people on Facebook. Um, there's this. I think it's just one dude. I think it's honestly, I think it's just one dude. But he makes new accounts all the time, and you can always like you go through like his newest accounts are already been fucking banned. Um, but like he'll make an account and he'll message me to tell me I was wrong about something uh, Doom related. And he, here's why. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, like, yeah, this time he uh, messaged me to to point to a, because um, I, I was already a bit on, like I'm, I'm fucking, I'm hyped for Doom Eternal. I'm very hyped for it. I, I think it looks fucking awesome. And uh, I was already going through all the previews I could find. And uh, I'd already seen the IGN one. And it, honest to God, it sounded like they basically just fixed everything I said was wrong with Doom 2016. Um, and yeah, I got a message and it was this dude. And he's like, oh, uh, listen to the Noclip podcast. The game, even the game director reckons you're shit. Um, and <laughs> I'm like... 
okay. Uh, and I, I had a listen. And he didn't say I was shit. But basically what he said, so Hugo Martin, the, um, the game director for Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 as it was, um, yeah, was basically talking about what they learned from Doom 2016 and what they changed as a result. And uh, what he said, uh, I, I put a clip of it uh, up on Twitter, uh, but what he said was essentially that uh, what they found was uh, bad players uh, were able to find one element of Doom 2016 that they were able to exploit and then they were able to use that exploit to finish the game. Uh, and then he directly referenced uh, what, what he thought was happening was, you know, the, you know, the bad players, uh, the one or two people on Reddit or that guy who... Uh, that reviewer who gave our game a 7.5. Uh, you know, what was he thinking? Uh, but, um, yeah, they they were exploiting one thing and it made it repetitive. And he used that as a jumping off point to talk about how they, like, deeply playtested Doom, uh, Doom Eternal to make sure that that didn't happen again that you weren't able to find one thing that you're able to ex exploit over and over again to victory. Hmm. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that he evaluated players who find one exploitable element as bad. And obviously the crux of my favorite internet stalker, uh, stalker's point was that I was, I was the I was a bad player, right? I was a bad player because I exploited this one thing. This is fundamentally fucking, fundamentally false, fundamentally wrong. Uh, the the point of, like the the situation where a player exploits something that is uh, repeatable, that is not. That is not the fault of the player. If the develop, if that is an unintended gameplay experience, that is the fault of the game developer. And mm. I guess people semi-argued that he was saying that he was saying that you know by saying that he, they play tested against that. That's what it, you know he was driving at the same point. But the fact that he made a value judgment on the capacity of players who find those things, I have a huge problem with that because it's not. It's not a habit of bad players. That's not something that bad players do. That is something that very fucking good players do. More, way more often than bad players do. You will find that very fucking good players will do that. Because that is a habit of competitive esports professionals. Esports professionals will find the most efficient way to find success. Uh, e sports. It, it is in every single fucking game, right? You look at fucking... He talked about basketball in the NoClip podcast, right? You want to talk about basketball? I know you talked about podcast uh, basketball in your follow-up tweets about this, Luke. But the other, like, the fucking... The crazier thing, right, is, like, you want to talk about something that's repeatable and exploitable. Look at the fucking rise of Steph Curry. Once play, once they realize that they can get players, and Steph Curry is obviously um, not the first player to be able to do this. 
but he was obviously he's, I think he's the most famous. Uh, but once they found that they were able to get players who were able to get three points 40% of the time, right, instead of two points 60% of the time, right, the if you crunch the math on that, the three points 40% of the time, provided they come 40% of the time, are worth more, right? They are worth, they're not worth stacks more but they're worth more and so you can see it you can see the impact it has had on the nba that players are now players and teams are heavily incentivized to construct their teams around shooting threes and it's to the benefit and detriment of teams like in both directions you know obviously the warriors are in a fucking huge amount of a world of fucking trouble this year because their three-point shooters are Injured. Uh, James Harden, when he misses... What did he fucking miss yesterday? It was fucking... Like 2 or 23 or something. 2 or 23, that's <laughs> fucking... Woo! I, I don't know. If, if James Harden's going to miss fucking 21 of his 23 shots, right? Uh, you can't win that basketball. That's not 40%, right? The, hmm. the numbers... That is an exp- a repeatable and, explo- and exploitable um, part of victory if the numbers equal 40%. If they equal whatever, like, what, 1%? <laughs> or whatever the fuck? No, I guess it'd be like 4%. Uh, like, whatever fucking James Harden was shooting from three. Like, if they're going to yeah. equal that, like, you're fucked. Uh, you're going to lose that game. That's that's not a repeatable and exploitable uh, part of victory. Right, but that is in, that's sports, right? Repeatable, exploitable paths to victory are fucking sports and esports and the habits of extremely good players, and the idea that yeah, bad players will find something to exploit. How does a bad player find something to exploit in the first place? How are they finding something to, like bad players aren't capable of that? Good players yeah. find exploits. Good players analyze their efficiency on a fucking moment-to-moment basis, and they find a way to fucking win in the fastest way possible, which is essentially what I did when I said that the easiest and most efficient way to play Doom 2016, which, of course, I was directly incentivized to find. I was was personally incentivized to find the most efficient way to play Doom 2016 by way of Bethesda specifically sending me a code that I had to get a review out for like I think it was eight hours after I got the game. So I had the minimum amount of time to play all throughout the eight hour long fucking campaign. Uh, and then I had to write a review as fast as possible. I was directly incentivized to find the most efficient way to play that game. Right. However you want to look at the review process, right. The rea- Bethesda knows the reality of the fucking Beth- uh, the review process. They know how that shit fucking works. It's not their fucking first rodeo. It's not Bethesda's first time sending a fucking game out, but they did choose to send this game out as late as humanly possible. And then they explicitly said that multiplayer had to be like was as important. And so I was I was hired as fucking. As the mercenary reviewer that I am, I was hired to review the game as quickly as possible and, like, play the game as quickly as possible, write a world-class review as quickly as possible, and then add on 
something about the fucking multiplayer as quickly as possible. Right? So, I did that. I found the most efficient way to get through that fucking game. Right? That's Bethesda incentivized that. That's meta, right? That's some metagaming shit. That's some outside that's some inside baseball nonsense that shouldn't perhaps shouldn't have impacted my review but that's the reality of it and it was bethesda's doing like bethesda made that happen right it didn't make it happen but the reality was at the end of the day i found the most efficient way to play through that game as fast as humanly possible because that's what i was hired to fucking do and what that resulted in was me finding the most efficient way to play that game, which was running backwards through kill chambers with a fucking super shotgun, farming ammo when I needed to, only when I needed to, which I felt was directly, directly counter to the uh, rip and tear philosophy that was at the core of Doom 2016. And so I mm. criticized the game for that. And I, I wasn't wrong. Right, People who had the luxury to take as long as they want and play that game in half-hour bites may have had a different experience, but that wasn't my fault, and it wasn't IGN's fault. Maybe it wasn't id's fault, but it was Bethesda's fault for, for sending it out. And I can't be blamed for reviewing the experience that I had, and I also can't be blamed, I can't be fucking called a bad player for finding the most efficient way to to destroy your fucking game on the default setting, which is how you review games. That's how games are reviewed. And then, and then, for the game to have one of the worst multiplayer... Like, how is this even an argument? How, how... Yeah. How the fuck do I still have to hear about people giving Doom 2016 a fucking 10, right? How did that game get a 10? Did anyone, like they said in that podcast, oh, Giant, ga- giant Bomb game at a 10. Oh, uh, and Danny, you 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 were really, you know, good to it, right? Did, did anyone on Giant Bomb play Doom multiplayer past, I don't know, the first 15 minutes of that train wreck? Did any did Danny O'Dwyer play multiplayer? Fucking is that his is that his PUBG of 2016? Is that the game you poured a thousand hours into? Did anyone pour a thousand hours into it? Uh, did 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 they? I, I don't think so. I don't think. I, I think it might have been widely regarded as terrible, like really bad, really bad multiplayer. Bad enough that when they went to make Doom Eternal, they scrapped multiplayer altogether, even though multiplayer has has been in doom since the dawn that's weird isn't it that would be weird it would be be even weirder to review a game like doom with a full multiplayer section and to never mention the multiplayer that that i think that would be weird too i think it'd be weird to give it a 10 out of 10 declare it a 10 out of 10 game and to never mention the multiplayer i think that would be odd uh, that would strike me as odd. Uh, but I guess that's... Yeah, that's what happened. Over and over and over again. And if you were to take the multiplayer of Doom into account, I wonder what you'd give it. I wonder how many points you'd cop it. I wonder if you would cop it a couple of points. I wonder if it, maybe even if you thought the single player was a 10, would it, would it be an... I don't know, an 8? A high 7? A low 7? Could it be... A, if, if you didn't think... Doom single player was a 10. If you thought perhaps it was hyper exploitable and uh, the story in it was uh, ignorable uh, and uh, 
yeah, it, it wound up going against its own stated philosophy. If if you thought those things and were able to prove it through video footage, um, perhaps you would wind up at a different. Maybe you'd wind up at a, a low seven, at best. Maybe maybe which isn't a bad score. No, which is by <laughs> you know the the word sitting next to the seven, specifically a good game. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's how that one would fucking play out. Who knows? But at the same time, maybe four years later, you would have to listen to the game director of that game and the new one talk about how you are a bad player for exploiting how essentially you played Doom wrong Hmm. for playing the game the way you did. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's not like... I, I don't see it as an exploit. It's just the game not incentivizing you to... Like, he talked about, oh, we wanted players to weapon switch and go from this weapon to another weapon and, and that sort of stuff, but the game never incentivized you to do that. Right, yeah, that's right? the other thing. And, which like, is what they're doing in the new one. He said, he, said, he said a bit later in the same podcast that, you know... I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be an asshole. But if you don't want a weapon switch, then don't play Doom. Right? That's horseshit. I do want a weapon switch. I just want a fucking reason to. Right? Uh, if someone, someone said it in my Twitter mentions, hmm. but uh, there's a reason why Counter Strike pros buy the fucking they buy a fucking M4 every round or they buy an AK every round or the guy whose job it is is to fucking AWP buys an AWP every fucking round. There's a reason that they use that one gun every time. And the reason, yeah. that, like, there's a reason that, that they never switch weapons except in extremely niche circumstances. It's because they're not incentivized to switch. That is hyper-efficient gameplay and, yeah, it's... It, it, it it's mind-boggling to me wild like good lord <gasps> mm. it is the yeah. job of the game to incentivize the player to fucking do these things if you want players to do things you need to incentivize them to do things by all accounts it sounds like doom eternal is doing that right it sounds like that is exactly what they're doing and that sounds fucking awesome and i'm excited to play it right I don't think I'm going to get to review it. It doesn't look like anyone wants me to review it. I'll probably review it for the gap. But, um, yeah, like, that said, it sounds like they're doing that. It sounds like that ignorable story in 20, Doom 2016, it sounds like that's not the case here. It sounds like it's got a very robust story with deep lore and uh, and compl- complex storytelling. It's, it sounds like, yeah, the uh, they've correctly incentivized players to play the right way. It sounds like they don't have a multiplayer that... Uh, like that directly detracts from the experience of the overall, like the overall experience of the purchase. It sounds yeah. like literally every single thing. If you were to go to my IGN review of Doom twenty sixteen, it sounds like you know that you know they don't want to you know you don't want to take all the negative feedback too much on board, I guess. But it does sound like uh, they turned my fucking review into a checklist of shit they need to fix next time because they realized I was fucking right. I was fucking right. I was right about that. I was right about Hitman. Noclip's been pretty good for my ego because I was right about Hitman Absolution as well. Uh, I was right about Diablo 3. Uh, that wasn't Noclip, but I was right about Diablo 3. I'm fucking right about video games. 
Time will show that I was right about Death Stranding as well. It's weird that nobody talks about that game anymore, even though it was, you know, the most monumental game experience uh, of some people's lives. They just don't mention it anymore. That's odd, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I I am basically right about video games every single fucking time. Uh, and that's basically it. 500 episodes of being right about video games. Yay! Hmm. If only we can get him to talk about PUBG, because you are bad at PUBG, but... That's right. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. All right. Um, <laughs> should we talk about some news then? Yep. Let's do some news. Um, not, a, not a whole bunch here. We might kick things off with the Rainbow Six Siege. The um, Apparently next, or, or I guess this, this year... Um, someone's data mind that there's only going to be six operators released during the um i didn't see this during the season so they've they've looked at the season pass and it's only talking about six operators as opposed to what we've traditionally got which is the four you mean eight? right sorry yeah i mean eight updates sorry four four updates eight operators across yeah, right. the the entire season um so i mean does that mean that uh that maybe there's something in the middle there where they're doing something completely different. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's it sounds like there's going to be a big change this year. We know that they've uh, recently changed creative directors on that project. Yeah. So someone else is holding it up. We don't know if the new Rainbow Six Siege type... Sorry, rain, rain, is it Rainbow Six Siege? Yes. Yeah. Um, the new title, whether or not that's going to have any effect on... Like the core game, um, so this is the the sort of separate one that they're doing, like the spin-off game where you're like the alien invasion thing. Um, is it Contagion or that's a movie, isn't it? Uh, that is a movie. No, it's oh, I can't remember. But yeah, it's three player for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll find out more about that next month, about a month from now, what exactly is going on and whether or not this information is true, but seems like it could be. So that'll be interesting. Um, next up, we've got some video game release date delays. We're um, three weeks into the year. And we've already got a bunch of games being pushed back. Yep. I guess the we'll go, we'll go backwards. Um, Iron Man VR has been pushed back. I don't know if this has been on your radar as a VR fan. No. No. I wasn't paying attention um, at all. So that one's been pushed back. Yep. Dying Light 2 has been pushed back, but it's also been pushed back without a new release date. So It didn't have been... a release date or as it was. It was just Q2, right? I think. Yeah. But yeah, still. Uh, but that's a game that Nate was talking about on our Game of the Year show that yeah. he's really looking forward to, that he saw at E3. Um, this one here is a big on Final Fantasy Remake. This is due out very soon, and they've pushed that back another month. Mm. Um, so that we've got to wait a little bit more for at least the first part of that game because it's been split up into two parts, which, I don't know, sounds this seems weird, that one. Um, yeah. Like, is it going to be a full-price game, that? I haven't even looked into it, but probably yeah, it seems seems strange. Search your, search your feelings. You know it to be true. Yeah. Uh, Avengers. That one has also been pushed back. And um, 
You were saying it was to dodge something, right? Well, the rumor was that it's been pushed back to try and dodge Cyberpunk, uh, which we're releasing within like a week or so of each other. Yep. Um, this is the leak that came out. And which was uh, so they moved. They, Avengers moved into September. Completely out of the way of Cyberpunk, um, which was, there you go, maybe a good change to them. We haven't really seen a lot of it. Yeah. Like they've shown it off a tad bit, but we still don't really know what that game is entirely. Um, so yeah, they basically moved out of the way. See you later. Off we go into September. Yep. There were no release. There's pretty much nothing coming out in September at that stage. Uh, and then the next day, Cyberpunk announced they're moving to September, like a week, basically just a week after Marvel Avengers. Um, I don't know, man. Like, this wasn't entirely surprising to me. I kind of figured that we're going to hear about it pretty soon, either in January or February, and uh, whether or not that game was finished. It does feel like a dick move, though, right? (laughs) Yeah. All for for the Avengers team, at least. Um, But... Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to playing this one pretty soon. Um, but at the end of the day, like if they're still working on stuff and they want to polish it, it like it seems like the type of game they're going for for a, a game of the year um, contender. So if they want to make sure that that game is 100% polished and you know that that quality bar, they're this they're sort of saying that they want it to be the best uh, like benchmark of a game that they're not only they've put out but a game of like the generation to sort of yeah dignify that so yep. yeah i'm happy to wait a, another couple of months for that one mm-hmm. as long as it's not any longer just don't do that yeah yeah i agree <laughs> yep. yep um so yeah big it's a lot of delays yeah it's a lot of delays uh i guess the uh the takeaway is that there's no games coming out anytime soon no not not for a little while it's looking pretty bare. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out. I didn't get a code. I was going to play it. Um, mm. But apparently it's middling anyway. I guess we got Warcraft 3 Remake. Yeah. Pretty soon. Next week. I think I think I should get a code for that. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's, yeah, it's slim pickings, eh? Like, there ain't I'm, a lot coming out for a while. Just having a squeeze. I don't know what we're going to do. And I think Doom Eternal. Podcast? Right? Like, it's 500 episodes and fucking the next 10 of them are going to be fucking awful. Um, yeah, Doom Eternal, March 20 is pretty much it. Uh, I guess we'll play some roguelikes. Mm. Dive deep into that shit. Dreams is out next month. That's a month from now. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I've seen I've seen so Get many cool things that. from that um, already. So I can't wait for that to come out for everyone. That'll be fucking rad. Um, yeah, might check out some Minecraft again. I don't know. I'm am searching for stuff. Um, searching for stuff. Uh, Wild Eight. We still need to get onto that one. Ugh. Ugh. It's just not the raft. It. I haven't played any raft yet either. Oh yeah, okay, we'll that's raft. Play, we're going to finish the fucking Sea of Thieves. Yeah, there's a lot of Sea of Thieves stuff going on. We're going to finish the Tall Tale that we started. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's sounding like as well, I saw some news today that uh, Half-Life Alex, because the, the team did an AMA. Yep. Um, that sounds like it ain't getting pushed back. They're, they're, they're pretty much 
saying that like the game's done. Right. Uh, we weren't going to announce it without a release date until we were confident because uh, I, I think the the sort of thing that I read was like, oh, you know, we've already gone past past Valve time at this stage. Like we knew, <laughs> like we knew right, we wanted yeah. to announce it when we were ready to announce it. Um. So yeah, that that should be pretty soon. Uh, hopefully we can. I don't know. I guess you'll be playing that. I don't have a VR kit, so. Yeah, I'll definitely be playing it. Um, but yeah, I guess. Uh, we'll but otherwise, to... not like a busy. Like we don't have many announcements for the rest of the year. There's just not like a lot not, of. Not thus We far, don't know I what mean, the end of the year looks like yet. The, I think the end of the year is going to be goofy, but otherwise, we don't have a good picture on. Yeah. Like mm. I think it, it's going to be crazy. I think, but it's very foggy at this point it's hard to tell what it will entail i mean obviously we can make very educated guesses that we will get some consoles because we know that's happening but uh yeah otherwise yeah it's very difficult to tell uh because those consoles will come with games something yeah. maybe i mean there has been talk about there not being a 10 pole release on the xbox but at the same but- time halo infinite is somewhere yeah, it's somewhere. I mean, that could be a yeah a cross gen sort of thing that they That's just chuck out at some stage. Yeah. Um, there's a, the talk of the um, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. There was some leaks about that race. I mean, that thing has been leaking all over the place for a while now. Yeah. Um, but a bunch of extra stuff has come out about that. Uh, that should be cool because it's you know Ubisoft is doing like the off years for like the Assassin's Creed content, which is good kind of get you you know wanting to play it a bit more um you know they're they're sort of alternating between like the ghost recon stuff the the watchdogs which should be this year i'm guessing supposed to be this year it's the it's probably the only thing i'm really 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 looking forward to out of ubisoft apart from obviously Mm. more rainbow six content uh i'm i'm hanging out for the legion i can't fucking wait but yeah yeah Yeah. and i guess the other big one we've got here is last of us part two was another game that was already pushed back Mm. but yeah yeah, when's when's children where's when's the forest two coming out sons of the forest that that doesn't have a date (laughs) i don't think um i'm hoping this year i forgot i forgot about game of the year game of the year 2020 yeah. On May 22. Man Eater. May 22. Man Okay. Yeah. The shark game. We're going to get to play as a shark. Oh, April mm. 24. Predator Hunting Grounds. Aren't you fucking pumped? No. I feel like they're not going to send me a code for this game. <laughs> Again. Again. I, they, they sent me a code for their last game and uh, I was not kind to it. Yep. I think I gave it a four or a well, three. Well... You know, you're a dog. That's what it is. Giving negative mm. reviews to bad games. How be- how dare you? How dare I? How dare you? Yes. Yep. I mean, these people, they, they spend so much time making them. They deserve at least a seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it's it's looking like a, a big year. We just don't know when all this stuff is dropping. Yeah. Because people are holding things really close to their chest for new consoles and... Yeah. And that sort of stuff. Um, so I think it's going to be busy. So 
Should be good. A lot coming out. That that vampire masquerade game. Oh like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Hopefully that's this year. I think it will be. I'm pretty sure. Pretty mm. sure it's on track. Yep. Yep. Alright. Well, yeah. We don't have much for the next couple of weeks, but we'll have stuff soon. Yeah, yeah. Um Alright, should we wrap things up then? We've got some questions. Let's do the questions. Alright, do the questions. Johnny Bravo writes, Hey gents, happy five hundred. What are your best and worst games of the last five hundred episodes? That is a dick move, JB. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. No. Uh, worst game is Postal 3, uh, which is the worst game I've ever played. Uh, it is the worst game that I think exists uh, in above above shitty indie uh, asset flip games. Uh, I guess, what was that? Uh, was it War Z? Is a strong, strong contender for that title. So it comes in and uh, I'm, I'm, I can't decide which one's worse between those two, but my gut, I, I went with Postal 3 first, so I'm going to say Postal 3 is the worst game of the last 500 episodes. Um, mm. But big shout out to War Z for being a huge, heinous piece of shit as well. Best game of the last 500 episodes is Batman Arkham City or Red Dead Redemption 2, I think. Maybe Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 is the only one that bust its way into my top three I think mm. Batman slipped out because of that like bleh, part of the two thirds point the Red Dead Redemption 2 I adored yeah Luke Ooh, um, bad games like yeah. we've we've talked about, about a lot of games on here um, but out of the ones I've actually reviewed for a publication Mm. Yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth game um, was Come up on, there. Australia. I think I gave that a four. It's really um, hurting your chances of getting a Predator copy. Yeah, um, and the other one was Crackdown Three, which I also gave a four. Oh yeah, nice. But like, I can't, I can't think of of games that I've played that are like just bad. Like, there's definitely worse games out there, but. Uh, if they are, it's generally like I play them for 10 minutes and I'm like, I don't need to, like, I'm not being paid for this. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to play much more of it. Yeah. Um, but they're the two that really come to mind that I've played and I'm like, this is a bad game. It's not a good game. So, it's those two. Uh, in terms of the best, yeah, I think I'm going to go with you on your um, your Red Dead Redemption list. Um, mm. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. And I'm trying to think what else. I'm just, not too just sure. While you're thinking, uh, yeah. you can't see my uh, my review anymore of Postal 3, but uh, you can see the excerpt on Metacritic. Uh, Postal 3 wanted to offend me and it, succeed- and it succeeded. It wasn't the racist stereotyping, the rampant sexism, the spankerchiefs, or the laughable gore. All of that is done in a manner so pedestrian that I'm more embarrassed for them than I am offended. What offended me was that people are actually selling this. That running with scissors slash Akella would have the balls to slap a finish label on this title and start taking people's money. One out of ten. Because we didn't have zero because that would be an 11 point system. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty yeah. heavy. It's not the lowest score because Metro Game Central did have a zero. Uh, and they went for it, but yeah, uh, right. That has a twenty-four on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, 
so some of the other games I'd probably chuck in there is obviously PUBG. Like oh, yeah. generally, I'm going to look at games that are pretty influential. So I think PUBG has changed the the multiplayer landscape quite a bit. One hundred percent. Dark Souls. Yes. Is is or at least two for me. Dark Souls two was big enough for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's pretty big. Obviously, The Witcher three. Yep. Uh, just the, what they did for storytelling and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Batman Arkham. I really liked Arkham Asylum. Um, I liked. I didn't Arkham hate City Arkham Asylum. I just thought City was just so much better. Yeah, I really liked City too. Um, my biggest gripe with City was the the DLC was attached to a pre order bonus. So like, if you didn't get that, um, you know that that specific code, you missed out on a bunch of content that was there at day one. Which is the it's like Catwoman. I think it was Catwoman content. So, yeah, I knocked it for that a little bit. Um, and then obviously was GTA Five. This yeah decade. I think GTA Five definitely is up there as well. Yeah, I just wanted to pick one. I just didn't want to list everything. But uh, uh, yeah, if you want to talk about influential on the podcast, I would say PUBG probably has to fucking win. PUBG or Dark Souls uh, as a series would have to fucking win because it has devastated. Uh, how this podcast goes. <laughs> Both of them had, yeah. had massive, massive impact on what we talked about for a long time. I know there was a huge period of time where all we talked about was fucking Dark Souls, uh, especially when Jungler's was still on the fucking podcast. Uh, and there was a massive point, like there were some weeks where we literally only talked about PUBG. Oh yeah. Um, it was for like six months straight. It was on every week. Yeah. Um, like it's only just recently come back because it works now here but yeah uh yeah so yeah if we're doing influential definitely those two um dark souls definitely deserves a mention regardless two is still my favorite even though it's i know it's not everyone's favorite and i understand the criticisms i just had the most fun with it but yeah uh yeah good question jb Good stuff. And Dangers writes, Hi, Luke and Jabobobobobobo. Do you think Jack from Jack and Daxter duh, has an advantage <laughs> or disadvantage in battle with his long ears? He likely has better hearing, but do you think he, his large ears make his head way more? These are the kinds of things that keep me up at night. Cheers, Dang. P.S. Can't wait for your cameo in Shakira Tour Manager 2021 Job. Um... No, uh, ears don't tend to weigh that much. I've uh, I've lifted an elephant's ear once, and it didn't weigh anywhere near as much as I thought it was going to be uh, going to weigh. So I think that ears probably aren't that big a deal. Although uh, I think what you're not taking into uh, consideration, Dangers, is the fact that ears do provide a uh, silhouette or a like they will give you away. Yeah, when they're sticking up uh, before your head. Is sticking up, so they they are a and a clear tell that you're about to pop your head over cover, which I think would be a distinct disadvantage in battle. Uh, mm. And I think better hearing. I, I guess if you're accustomed to better hearing, uh, it could be a, a significant advantage. I just don't know if it would outweigh the disadvantage of people definitely knowing when you're about to put your fucking head out because your head getting shot is pretty bad in battle 
Yeah. But I don't know if the size of the ears has anything to do with that. Better hearing. Uh, like significantly better hearing. Right. Yeah, I don't think I don't know that elephants have better hearing. I don't know. I don't but, really but understand. Those are like droopy and shit and Right. Do rabbits have good hearing? Why else would they know. have giant ears? What why what benefit would giant ears convey if not better hearing? Maybe. I'm yeah. Right. Think it through, Luke. Um good question, Dangus. Hmm. Uh, asking the hard questions yeah you're going all the way in that is the podcast <laughs> that is the podcast 500 three Huge. hours there you go um, hey sorry I said hey hey oh, okay alright you can find the gap on iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify everywhere You basically anywhere you can find us um Okay. All those wonderful places. If you uh, if you do have some time, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it quite easily. So uh, thank you to people who do that. It only takes a couple of seconds. All it takes. If you want to send us any questions, you can email us the GA podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Discord page, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. You can leave us questions like Dangers just has, or you can jump in there and play some video games with us or just generally chat about things in general we've got a um like a movie page on there you can talk about your favorite movies you've seen recently i saw bad boys for life don't spoil no spoilers you can talk about how bad that film is how fucking dare you i said no how spoilers. good it is i didn't i never said good good safe i never said um but there's a spoiler thing in there otherwise just talk about random things in general things going off in there it's good fun it's good fun yeah. hanging out um, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can also go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. You want to watch us on video chatting right here. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is the GA podcast.com. It's got links to all of the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show and what we've discussed. Maybe you want to go check out episode number 322. Why? Which one's that, Joe? What we talked about on that one? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. My Fair research enough. wasn't that deep. It was pretty pretty surface level. <laughs> Sorry about enough. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a lot on there. So um, the people that keep keep that site running, we, we got to thank them, our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a member, uh, get this podcast early. And so thank you to everyone that helps thank you so much this show each week we appreciate it we do and i think that is it have you got anything you'd like to to pimp out for your twitter page you got a bunch um, of videos going up head to uh, at joby jojo to see dumb videos that i tweet or whatever uh stay tuned we're doing a star wars spoiler cast like i said inspired by spec tv uh and uh yeah that should go up just after this one does i expect yeah. i don't know i don't edit it that's Luke's problem. <laughs> Maybe we're out the same time. Yeah, um, okay. we'll figure that out. But it should be pretty, pretty close. soon. Okay. Pretty. It'll be after this one. Yep. But pretty close. Maybe nice. we'll, maybe we'll put it up uh, Sunday or something like that. I'm not sure. Throw people off. That'll yeah. That'll All right. Yeah. Uh, you can find me twitter.com/slash Luke Laurie L A W R I E, and we'll be back next week. We got some games 
we can't talk about yet that we'll check out. Yep. Um, but we've we've at least got some things to we talk do. about, so that should be cool. Some new stuff. So yes, that is it. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Five hundred. Happy five hundred. Five hundred more coming up. Bye. Yes.